What is up, people, and thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a really good show lined up for you guys today. As always, of course, there's uh, plenty of news happening with some major casting reveals for uh, the Batman. We got an Alfred, and we have a Penguin, it looks like. So, um, these were not names that, in terms of the actors that were cast this week, these were not names we were hearing. So, that's pretty interesting because they this has been a, a very open casting situation where they've kind of throughout these last months or so you've kind of heard the rumored names and then you know some people have been cast some people have not been cast like uh like uh zoe kravitz was mentioned for a little bit and then she eventually got cast and then we had someone like um jonah hill who was mentioned for a long time and didn't get cast these were two brand new names coming out of nowhere so it surprised a lot of people so we'll get our thoughts on that in a moment um, Kevin Feige has some interesting news regarding uh, what we can expect from Disney Plus and its impact on the Marvel movies. And Disney uh, does a bit of an about face when it comes to how it's approaching the award season after Avengers Endgame. So a lot of stuff to talk about. We'll have uh, recaps this week. We're catching up on Batwoman today and we'll do the last episode of Titans as well. So should be a fun show. Joining me are my co-hosts beginning with Shamari Stewart. And Shamar, I got I would be remiss not to mention that uh, I feels like every week I gotta say something about the Joker and its accomplishments, but uh, it racked up another one because it is officially now the most profitable uh, comic book movie ever, as it um, as it, it approaches one billion dollars worldwide. It didn't become the like the most profitable movie ever at some point. Um, I don't know where it is in that ranking, but I'm sure I'm sure it. Yeah, I'm sure it will be very close. Uh, ironically, Sham, the next Kendall, by the way, he spoke. <laughs> that was not Sham who was yes. speaking just now. Uh, Kendall was here as well. So I guess that throws out his introduction. Um, ironically, Sham, the last record holder was The Mask, starring Jim Carrey, hmm. which uh, made $353 million on a $23 million budget. Which is crazy. That movie had a lot of special effects. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess they weren't that. They weren't that costly. Yeah, they weren't that great. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, if you watch the mask, it's really yeah. cartoony. Yeah, it's probably good for its time, but you know. right. Yeah, this uh, Joker um, only costs about sixty million, and like I said, right now it's it's nine hundred million <laughs> worldwide, nine hundred fifty-six million. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly impressive. When you see the movie, though, you're not surprised because it's it's something. It's really something to behold. You know whether you think it's dangerous or it's gonna cause any kind of some kind of oh, cause people or to do society, bad things. Let's <laughs> please not go into that conversation. <laughs> Whatever you think about that, it's something you gotta see. Lock your doors. That's <laughs> seen Whether military saying you gotta watch for the exits, you know whatever's going on. But I mean, the movie is something to behold. You know, it's one of those movies where it's like, yo, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Everybody's asking, have you seen it? And it's just something that. Um, you know, when it comes to these comic book movies and what you've seen from them lately, this is just something complete that completely kind of turns that on its head. So it doesn't surprise me that it's become this phenomenon. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's well deserved too. It's a very well made movie. And Kendall, do you feel like with this movie's success, will this perhaps create an avenue for a lot of? Um, I don't want to say necessarily Marvel and DC, though I'm sure DC will certainly consider it. Will it create an avenue for a lot of other? superhero movies or action movies to possibly go this route to say hey we don't actually need to do 
a huge budget with a huge. Uh, oh yeah. You know, do you think that this is I mean, something that this is because most superhero movies they're all going with massive budgets? Yeah, is there yeah. is there any way this may end up creating a trend where we see right, superhero right. movies or even action movies in general or, or movies that have that are franchises, so to speak? Um, where they may say, "Oh no, let's just cut the budget completely in half yeah, or three quarters it, a lot of it, it and still make a lot it, more money." It comes down to you know these movies are. It depends on the character. You know, the Joker is a very very unique situation. A lot of times, when something this you know when records are broken, uh, a lot of times unique they're going to be unique circumstances because that's how you know that's why it's a record. But. Um, there aren't that many characters out there that are like the Joker that like are very simple, um, but yet very, very, very iconic. Like, I mean, I can't think of one. Like Marvel, you know, they've always had a lot of characters. You know, like I mean, did they have to do a Captain America movie and make it super high budget? Probably not. No, they could have made that with a similar, I mean, maybe a little more than Joker, but, like, they could have made that with less than a $100 million budget, and it would have been different, you know, it would have had, you know, a Tesseract, and yeah, all that helicopter Yeah, helicopters and, 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 you know, motorcycle right. fights. And but, you know, it would have been your more traditional war movie type of thing. Right. You know, so, like, you can do those types of movies, um, but, I think certain companies are going to look for that, you know, certain, whether Marvel and DC, maybe not Marvel, because that's just not their, that's not, just not their style, and Disney's printing money, so, yeah, like, Disney, why waste, yeah, Disney, like, you don't need, Disney's a kind of a go big or go home right, kind of company exactly. at this point, you know, so. you don't need to, to do the smart money play, you know, they can just, they can spend, 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 they're a spending company, um, Warner Brothers, I could see them deciding, you know, oh, look, man, you know, they're more about making the money, you know, and they want to continue to make it as opposed to having to spend it, so I could see them trying to replicate replicate that um speaking of disney though we have uh this week the the launch of disney plus what's gonna be the first uh marvel marvel property you guys watch on disney plus uh i think it's i mean i don't want to i don't know for sure but i'm itching to watch x-men uh animated series i mean to me i think that's gonna be it's been a long What's time. My instinct, yeah, it has been on, on TV yeah. in a long time. It was on the Hub last time, right? Was that the last time it was on? It was on Disney XT. Uh, I, believe I think it was, it was on me. both at one point, but I don't know which the last who last had it. It was on Disney. Yeah, I mean, they and I used to. We, I watched it religiously. I watched it every night. Yeah. And it so hasn't been on many. Hulu or Netflix for because they pulled it off. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. they knew that they were doing their own streaming service. So and I think particularly off. knowing that you know the X Men are finally home and knowing that. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, to me, if you're an X-Men fan, this has got to be the most exciting time we've had in a long time. Because, you know, yeah, before, be- Phoenix, before you we know. just <laughs> relax, <Apocalypse>. Re- relax, <laughs> but before we did this podcast, Shamari's reading Excalibur. Um, we just came off of a, a, a monumental run in the comics with the Dawn of X uh, um, series. Well, really, Dawn of X is beginning, but we had the Powers of X, the House of X, House, Powers of Ten and House of X series. That precluded the now Dawn of X, which is a whole new, um, you know, group of X Men books. Right. So you combine that with X Men now being with Fox. Um, to me, mean, yeah. like that's just the X Men are, are just front and center in my mind all the time. So when you ask me what's the first thing I want to see, yeah, I would love to go down go, and that's a great show to see what are the avenues, what are the storylines at play that Marvel can deal with. We've seen Apocalypse, we've seen. Um, Phoenix, but luckily, 
because Fox has been so non-creative, they haven't really done a lot. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but like they they did the uh, Striker um, the Striker movie, which is based off a comic book. Uh, something it has a name with God. For some reason I can't remember exactly. So they done that book. They did Days of Future Past. They did Apocalypse and Phoenix. But because they did Phoenix twice, that like that's like like they missed on a story. And the first X Men movie wasn't based on a book. It was just they, it was a create it, it was their own right. thing. The first class was kind of its own thing. Right. So and and I mean like I, they've done the Hellfire Club, but they didn't do a Hellfire Club story. Right. Line. They didn't do a specific story. You know, like to me, I would argue that of any, I mean Spider Man is gonna have an, an argument for it too, but I would argue for any property, I don't know if there's been a property that's done X-Men as well in the animated aspect in terms of like all superheroes of all time in terms of telling so many X-Men stories because when you combine Wolverine and X-Men X-Men the anime series and X-Men Evolution they did a lot yeah they did everything they've done everything up until you know 2003 or whenever X-Men Evolution or Wolverine X-Men came out and they kind of touched on some things that uh, they did a lot of um, stuff from uh, whoever did the new X Men um, with uh, was that uh, was that Josh Whedon? Josh Whedon did it right, or he did Astonishing X Men. Um, but regardless, like there's there's there are a lot more stories now that can be told. So yeah. watching those X Men cartoons for me are going to be it's going to be fun because those cartoons are incredible, especially. The X Men the animated series, but the research aspect of it for me too, for seeing what they can do, characters they can play with. Right, this is a very long answer, but <laughs> X Men for me. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is just jumping into the Marvel movies again. Just, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they won't have all of them on there, but you know, well, oh, because is there is that because of the deal they have with Netflix? No, it might be Netflix. You know, because Netflix, Netflix still has like Endgame, I think. Or, or Infinity War. Yeah. We have one of them. Cause I was yeah, I don't think the other going to be on there at launch. Um, Captain Marvel Weird. will. But, like, Captain America is not going to be on there. You know, I don't think Avengers or maybe Avengers is, but Age of Ultron is. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, like, up in the air. Yeah, that's, you know? that's very weird. It's, like, very spotty. It's not, like, you know, it's not, like, a cutoff. Like, all right, we got the first ten. You know, it's just sprinkled in. So, that's, yeah, that's, that's almost worse than... Just having like the first like ten. Yeah, that's weird. But I mean, I'll watch the one whatever ones are there, you know. Right. Uh, so that's the first thing that comes to my mind is watching those. And uh, yeah. Mighty Heroes could be an interesting one. They do not have spectacular Spider-Man. Mm. Um, spectacular Spider-Man. That's a Sony yeah. thing. Yeah, they do not have spectacular. That's the that's a big missing one. Um, but they yeah, have like, every other Spider-Man cartoon. Really? Well, that was all people forget. That was a Sony-produced cartoon. Right, right. Which, as crazy as it sounds, and I'm, make, I'm, make, I'm making a connection I don't know if anyone's ever made. But maybe we shouldn't have been that surprised Sony Animation would murder Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, we should have known that, now that I think about it. Because the last time they tried Spider-Man animated, I, I would say Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man is, is top five, easy to me, of all time easy that's how good it is and it's only two seasons i think yep so if they did that on two seasons to me like to me spectacular spider-man is that generation's young justice of what we think of young justice now whereas like that in that time you were like fam this show is crazy and it only gets two seasons and the way i talked about young justice we all talk about young justice 
you know, six, seven years in the future was kind of like how people who watch Spectacular Spider-Man talked about Spectacular Spider-Man. And they both had cool followings, but not the large, large following that perhaps they each both deserved. And Justice has another crack at the apple, so to speak, or bite at the apple, so to speak, because they are back. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy that Sony produced Spectacular, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man and it was outstanding. So why should we have been uh, uh, critical of them when they tried the animation Spider-Man I think, I think my first show is going to be the Marvel, uh, I mean, the MTV Spider-Man. I thought you were going to say the um, Superhero Squad for some reason. Superhero Squad, I think that's, that is, I'm pretty sure that's on there. Um... No, if, I mean, first Marvel show for me is going to be X-Men Evolution. Um, but then, like I said, Earth Mightiest Heroes and uh, uh, also the new Avengers show I want to see. You know, I didn't really watch that. I haven't really watched that as much. That's going to be on there. So that the should be another Avengers, one. Guardians. Yeah, Guardians. I probably should have gave. Spider-Man. I definitely should have gave Guardians a better chance. I didn't give it any chance. Guardians, it just seemed like it was, like, just, like, the movies. So, it was like, I mean, it could be. That could That's be, kind of could my issue with the good, Avengers but, show, too. Right. But the only thing, the reason why I feel like I didn't get Guardians a good enough chance was because I one thing I did like about Guardians is the art was really nice and it was really different than anything else the Disney XD shows were doing. Right. And you, you know sometimes you get the gotta get the artist some love and I thought that okay they approached this very differently and I kind of like that and maybe I should give this a chance and I think I watched the pilot and I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, I watched the first one and it was like right, like it was good, but you know. It's like, it, it's like, what's it going to take for Marvel? This is this conversation is getting sidetracked, but I think it's good, so I'm going to continue it. Um, what is it going to take for Marvel to capture that animated show? That they, they've been, I feel like they, since they canceled Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I feel like they've been grasping for that show that they could get that same the major, the major issue that they, the major issue that Marvel has been faced with in terms of their animated stuff they, they're trying too closely to tie it into the to the mcu like, mm-hmm. even if it's not like canon like it's just too like cookie cutter like we use the same characters like the same kind of stories and the same villains and it's like there are some differences but in some characters they throw in that aren't in the movies but like the thing about earth Mighty heroes was it wasn't related to no, iron man it didn't feel anything like what you, you saw know, in like iron man armored adventures was a good show i liked and, you know, our brother Henry liked it as well. Like, that show wasn't, you know, wasn't an Iron Man spinoff. Like, it was, it was Iron Man, which had a movie at the time, but it was totally different. You know, yeah. like, but the problem is, like, now they feel the need to, we got to make the characters look just like, it's like the more, the Avengers game that they're making. It's completely based right. off of the Avengers, and people don't like it. Like, that's, like, that's the, that's what their mindset has been in the last, like, ten years. And, like... No, don't remind you of, and Sham will, Sham will understand this. You will understand it too, because you know the history of wrestling. But Sham will understand it because Sham lived, lived, was watching wrestling with me when we were this young. It reminds me of like how like Eric Bischoff like couldn't figure out the next step to the NWO. Like the NWO was hot, and he didn't know what to do to, to like expand on it. Mm-hmm. So you no, know, then you had Wolfpack, then you had them all together. It was, and he couldn't just. It's like he had no other creative thing other than continuing the NWO. And I almost feel like you know, now obviously Marvel is way more successful than WCW, which it doesn't exist anymore. But I feel like it, it, Marvel knows sometimes the way Disney works. They're kind of the same. It's like they can't when it comes to the animated stuff. They can't seem to jump outside the Avengers box. 
everything's got to somehow be like, well, Avengers worked. Let's do something that's similar to Avengers. Let's make it look like Avengers. Let's put characters in the mo- in the shows that are going to be in Avengers. Like, that doesn't, you don't have to do that. You could think of something different, and it could work out great. And um, and, yeah. and, and it goes with the same thing with, even with Guardians, like Kendall said, how it felt so much still like the movies. That it was like, I don't need a continuation of the movies. I want something new. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like there. I agree with you, Kendall. They are kind of going towards um, what the movies are doing, um, which I mean, to an extent, I didn't mind with say with the Ultimate Spider-Man show. I mean, they had Nick right. Fury and Spider-Man was trying to be an Avenger, but at the same time, they added like White Tiger, Luke Cage. That's I mean, true. You had other people yeah. where it wasn't like okay, this is just taken right out of the movies, right. you know. But because I, like Spider-Man wasn't in the MCU at the time. Yeah, so, like, exactly. It was it, it was still new. It was, it was still, still new, different because it was know? like yeah. there is not based off of like yeah. any characters. You know, you yeah, might have exactly. Steve Rogers, who's basically Chris Evans, show up. You know, you might yeah. have Robert Downey Jr. show up, but like it's new characters. Yeah, but now I feel like I yeah I don't know. I think it's I think it's some kind of voices from on high. Uh, I don't know who, but someone's <laughs> telling the animation people, you know, do you know make it like Avengers, right. make it like Tony Stark and 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 uh, you know Chris Hemsworth. So I don't know. I, I I agree. I think they need to just need a little bit more originality uh, to go back to and they, what they were doing before. They got to do something wacky, you know, and not something like too wacky, like you know, Teen Titans go yeah. wacky, but like they need to but, do something you know, different. stuff like 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 Hulk, Hulk and the Age of Smash stuff, right? You know, right. where it's yeah. like something different. Hulk, that was, Hulk yeah. and the Age of Smash, or like an X Men cartoon, like something that doesn't feel like what they've been doing. Yeah, you know, like different. Get a totally new team of creators like not the same group of people that are yeah, doing these for sure like something that just feels massively different maybe that's what this new spider-man show is supposed to be because it seems a little different than it what they've much been different. doing yeah but like mm-hmm. spider-man I'm, I'm i'm just i don't know i'm tired of seeing a spider-man cartoon like we just had one it was pretty yeah, decent I feel like we're kind of they're just recycling going, like we're going through them really yeah. fast it's it's, a, it's always it's a pet peeve of mine to like <laughs> get rid of a show and just create a, the same character but make a new show like it's just a waste. Yeah, it's like, why don't you just Unless the other show was terrible. But, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, some people didn't like it, but I thought it was decent. So, you're going to upend that show for a new one. Now, I have to start watching this, and it's like, all right. But, you know, and they did the same thing with Avengers, and that's why we yeah. stopped watching Earth Mighty Zero, so. But, yeah. You know. But, yeah, the first thing I'll be watching is X-Men Evolution, to answer my question. Okay. <laughs> so, two X-Men's and one different shows, and you're doing the movies. So, mm-hmm. I know one thing, man. This Disney Plus launch is... Uh, a huge deal. I mean, no, this. I mean. I mean, when it comes to what we do in this show, I mean, on this, this podcast, yes, on this network, yes, yes. I'm sorry, I was like, I just said on this show, right. <laughs> podcast, yes, on the network for sure. Um, because we talk about what happens with uh, Imperial, what we do on YouTube. I mean, this is a we're entering uncharted territory with like superhero, stuff, and we're gonna be we're <laughs> watching. You know, remember the Titan. Well. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Sports like, talk will not be affected by this mostly. Though <laughs> the only thing about the thing is though with ESPN Plus, I am able to watch more boxing. So, you know, I was able to watch. Let the honest movie coming out. They watch uh, what's the name? Um, oh, yeah. Shakur Stevenson a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> um, so you will see. But, but, um, but no, this is a big undertaking. So it's going to be. Uh, I think for the foreseeable future, there will be a time where we watch superhero content before 
Disney Plus, and there's going to be a time after. I think there's going to be a drastic change. We're going to get into a lot of that stuff uh, later in the show. But let's let's kick off the show now with 20-something minutes in, uh, almost exactly 20 minutes in, um, with some, let's go like, back to the Batman stuff, which I know we talked about Joker before and, and the accomplishment it had by being uh, the most profitable comic movie of all time. Um, staying in the Batman world, we had two major castings this week. So, Colin Farrell is uh has been picked to play penguin and we learned earlier in the week that andy circus is is uh is being picked to play uh, uh alfred our pennyworth so again these were two people that said at the top of the show i had heard nothing no rumors no chatter anything about these gentlemen being involved in this project um i texted you guys when i heard the circus news I think that that's a home run, perhaps a grand slam casting to me. I, I, I don't know if I could think of a better person in Hollywood today that I could think of that I would say this person makes a good Alfred Pennyworth, particularly if you're doing younger Bruce Wayne. Because I think Circus, I don't know how old he is exactly, but he feels, I mean, he, he feels younger than right. the people that played Alfred recently in you know the movies that we've seen. 55. Yeah. I mean, he's, under, he's younger than Irons. And younger than uh, uh, the guy before him, Kane, Michael Kane. Yeah, Michael Kane. Yeah. So, but I also feel like I could see him being Alfred. I don't know. It's something about I just I just thought it was a perfect. Yeah. It's weird because I would have never like I never I never would have guessed it no. until they until they 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 did it. I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. I mean, I thought that this was a great picking. Now the Colin Farrell choice, a little. A little different for me. Um, I mean, he's nothing like what I think of Penguin. Nope. There's literally nothing I think of when I think of Colin Farrell. There's no movie he's done that I can point to and say, "Oh, well, he did this movie." Uh, he he was you know he reminded me of Penguin. So that one um, I'm a little confused by, to be honest. I I don't know. I mean, that's the one I think that's really most interesting. I mean, we could we could call so we can we should still talk about. The circus casting, but Sham, does do you see any way how Farrell fits as Oswald Cobblepot? Um, no, that is a very different uh, pick than what I would have expected. Um, but that also kind of makes me intrigued because that's not some something where it's like you know, where you think of okay, who do I want for Penguin, and you just call him up and say, do you want to be Penguin? He must have showed them something. They must have had some kind of. Well, see, you know. that's the interesting thing because that's what you would think, but then he's also Colin Farrell. I mean, I'm not saying he's like. I mean, he's a big time actor. Not Brad Pitt, but he's got a deep. Uh, yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem like the yeah. kind of person that has to audition for a supporting role. Not in my eyes. The one thing I will say is that these castings so far seem and like also very uh, specific. I would assume he'd have to. Gain weight, but I mean, at the end of the day, we just saw a yeah, penguin that was not. Yeah, Robin Lloyd Taylor was, was not, you know, skinny guy. Yeah, he know? was amazing. So right. maybe he's not going to be the penguin we we're used to. Yeah, but like, I still think he had to yeah. show them something because he just doesn't strike me as penguin. Yeah, and I don't know what, I don't know what Reeves would have seen in him, in anything else that he would have done. Right, and I like Colin Farrell. I usually I like his too. movies. But I don't know what he would have seen in him to say this guy is is would be a great penguin. So I mean I don't know. 
it, it seems like these castings have been very specific. Like, I don't think there have been many auditions that have been had with these main characters. Well, we know there, we, uh, the wording that the Catwoman casting was like a Royal Rumble. Right. Like, there was a lot of people who were auditioning. That audition? Yes. Okay. That's what we've heard. Um, but, like, I just, it just feels like, you know, the word, you know, he, you know, he wanted Kravitz and he wanted, whatchamacallit, you know, I mean, Pattinson and Holt and, you know, you pick Circus now and, like, Circus isn't auditioning for this role at this point in his career. I don't think so. (laughs) Um... So that's why I just feel like Farrell, it just seems like a specific casting that, like, you know, clearly I think he, he's looking for something with, with Penguin, and, you know, it's not what we would normally expect the, the standard Penguin character to look like and be. But, like, and we talk about this, like, with, with you know, when we talk about, you know, gender-swapping or race-swapping characters, but, like, what about Penguin, you know, has to be... He has to look a certain way, probably, but like, he doesn't necessarily like. I don't so think the his thing about Penguin is, go ahead, sorry. Like, I don't think he's not the Penguin if he's a little bit taller, or like, you know, in better shape. You know, I I think that hurts his. I, not only say it hurts his guy. I think it takes a little bit out of his character in terms of like his personality and like you know, he's kind of has that you know Napoleon complex to him a little bit. You take that away a little bit by making him Colin Farrell, but um, I don't think that's totally... I like. I still think he could be an outfield Kyle Butts, though. I mean, you guys mentioned. I mean, Robin, Ro, Robin Taylor, Lord Taylor, yeah, yeah, Robin Lord Taylor. He embodied that role, and he didn't go through any of the physical transformations other than walking with the limp and a cane. And I don't know if there's any point where you felt like he wasn't Penguin. And, like, you watched the first episode, and you're kind of... You're taken aback by he, how he doesn't look anything like him. But, like, you hear him talk, you hear him do anything. You're like, oh, this is Oswald Crowell. This, I mean, there's no doubt. So and you assume that, oh, well, by the end of the series, he'll probably be, you know... To gain weight yeah. and put him in a fat suit or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. they never had to. Yeah. And I, I, and I would love to have talked to the, the Gotham showrunners or the people who yeah, worked in Joe. Yeah. I love to ask them, did they ever consider that? Like, was that ever something that they, they thought they would end up getting to and did they just decide Robin is so fantastic, we don't need to do that? Because they didn't need to. And so that, that that does speak to whether or not Farrell has to do that. For me, though, Farrell just looks, he just, I don't know, he just doesn't, Penguin always looks kind of deformed. He looks kind of like like you know no disrespect to Robin Taylor, but he's a kind of a he's got a he's got the the long nose, so it kind of reminds you of like the beak. Yep. Most people who have played Penguin, him and Danny DeVito, they've you know Danny DeVito had an actual prosthetic nose, but you know <laughs> like it wasn't his actual nose. But like but like they they but they but even Danny DeVito kind of his his look yeah like it fit, and Farrell is tall. He's he's strong. He looks more like an action hero. He looks like he'd be more a Batman, really, than someone who would be Penguin. But Farrell also is a talented actor, so I just, I just seems it just surprises me that that one he'd even want this challenge, and two it surprises me that someone would give him this challenge and would lead to Shmari's point that he feels he had to have earned this based on something he showed them. 
because I don't, it can't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying, I can't pretend to say I've watched every Colin Farrell movie, but, I mean, I would love for someone to tweet me or send me, you know, the movie that you've seen that where, oh, this is the movie where you see Penguin. It just doesn't seem like Colin Farrell plays that role in those movies, but doesn't mean he can't work. It just, it's just, it's a surprising casting to me. It's the first one where I've scratched my head. I've um, seen some Pattinson people... got a lot of people, ups- some people upset. Yeah, I was going to say, the pa- I think the Pattinson one still surprised me. It surprised me, but it wasn't a head scratcher. Like Pattinson is is about the same age. He's he 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 can definitely he has that tormented look. Like there are aspects to him that you can point to and say, okay, I can see why someone would want him to be Batman. Though it's it's definitely an outside the box choice. Not my first choice. Farrell is not outside the box. I mean, he's outside. You know, he's outside the, the city. He's outside. He's outside the country limits. I mean, he's like you think of Penguin. No one thinks Colin Farrell. So that's why I say when I'm like. I'm trying to point to where all I all I see I say well he's a good talent which talent as we've seen right. in Hollywood can take you a long way. Honestly, these people play roles that we never would have expected. Honestly, circus could probably play penguin and that that would also be like oh this makes plenty of sense. Yeah, you exactly. Um, I've seen some people talk about you know well the and I haven't played this game but the the all of Shamari's you know badged me to play it for years but. You know, the, some people pointed out the Telltale Batman games. You know, Penguin's a little skinnier, and like, yep. you know, you could have him maybe based off that type of Penguin versus your traditional. You know, I haven't played that game in so long. I forgot what Penguin looks like. Yeah, he's he's like skinny. Um, he's not like he's limping. Like wearing the mask, right? Yeah, he's not limping or anything, but yeah, he does wear the mask. Um, it looks kind of like what the what the. Uh, Whatchamacallit, the people that handled, like, people that had the plague. Mm. They had that long right, beak. Like the hazmat. Yeah, like the hazmat, that weird hazmat mask with a really long beak. Like, he wore that mask. Um, like but, yeah, he was just a skinny a skinny white dude. Yeah, no. Nah, right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, don't know why, I don't know why I don't remember. I don't know why I, I like don't remember mask. any of the penguin stuff. I played every chapter except for the last one. <laughs> the last one you showed up. I don't know. Imagine yeah. if I had missed that part. I don't know why I don't remember Spoilers. <laughs> that game is so good, though, but it's a game that you kind of, like, could just run through really quickly. I do kind of remember him without the mask. Now I'm seeing him without the mask, and, like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that guy. You probably ran into Cobble Pot. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, it has come to me a little more. Because for me, I'm, I'm remembering him more without the mask. That was also a good Oswald Cobble Pot. Yeah. It was very different, as you guys are saying. It's a good point. It's a very different take. I guess my only, well, so that's the thing, is we've kind of been circling around who's going to be the main villain, and I you know I said he was a, a supporting character, but I mean, the wording has been that Penguin was the main villain of this movie, so, because right. I guess the concern I would have is, is that if you're doing, because I think we've kind of been running on the whole Arkham, Arkham Asylum game, or Arkham Asylum movie, perhaps, because we still know so little about this movie. If we go back to the original reporting about this is going to be a Penguin villain centric movie with a lot of other villains involved like you could build up your penguin with colin farrell as as more of a slow burn like uh, to me like now that as i my recollection starts to come to me about what happened with this telltale game like if i remember sham you could correct me if i'm wrong that Mm -hmm. was kind of you kind of slowly learned more and more about oswald and like his characterization was was grew through a lot of gameplay and a lot of chapters and like it, mm-hmm. it made sense by the time you got to the end of the game or that chapter of the game like it, 
he was you felt like you understood him you understood his motivations yeah and who why he was the way he was you might be able to get away with that with Colin Farrell being a very different penguin than we imagined if you give him that much time my question is can you if you're doing an Arkham Asylum game does he make sense as someone who's showing up for 20 minutes 15 minutes or less that would be a little bit of a question mark but at the same time we don't really know exactly what this movie's going to be yet We've heard a lot of rumors, but nothing concrete. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think I, I don't know. I mean, I think he could play the role. I, I, I think in having seen him play several, you know, different roles, none like the Penguin, mind you. But I, I mean, I liked what I've seen from Colin Farrell so far, um, and what I've seen him in. Whenever I see him cast in, in a big role, I'm never disappointed. I never end up being disappointed in in what i see from him even if the movie isn't great necessarily um and you know as you you know said with the telltale i mean you can't have a good penguin that isn't you know the penguin that we're, we're used to so um yeah i mean i'm down for seeing it i think that um i i think he can be developed but i don't really even really need him to be as developed as he was in the game or in, in Gotham. Right. As long as he's menacing, as long as he he has, uh, he kind of, you know, swaggers around with his goons right, right, and right, throwing right, around right. the Cobblepot name in the way that the Penguin always does. Um, I mean, I'd be satisfied. Yeah. Well, my last thing on this is, well, one, we talk about the weight thing. I mean, this movie's not coming out for a while. And, you know, we've seen, you know, Christian Bale. Yeah, we see Christian Bale get a lot of weight. Yeah, put on a lot of weight, you know, <laughs> also for movies. But, uh, and also lose a lot of weight for yes. certain movies as well. Yeah. But, um, but no, but when it comes to this movie, I think it's clear Matt Reeves, his vision is that, and we've seen this with, like, even, like, Spider-Man Homecoming. When you're doing a character like Batman who's had a million movies, and, like, we ask ourselves, like, do we really want to see another Batman movie? The clear objective, I think the clear goal for Matt Reeves and Warner Brothers was we have to make this Batman movie as different as yes. possible. And we've seen with all these castings that they have been very specific. Besides, really, Bruce Wayne, who's, I mean, he's younger than certain Batman, but, like, besides Bruce Wayne, who's still going to be Bruce Wayne, they've tried to make almost all these characters different than what you would have expected. Now... You know, Riddler didn't end up being Jonah Hill, so Riddler may end up kind of just being Riddler. But like, they've they've been very creative in how they've thought about casting these characters. So, um, you know, that seems to have been the goal for these guys. And that makes me excited because, you know, the one thing about Batman is, you know, we could talk about, you know, how much going being, you know, going to the soft material is important, but you know, it took guts for um, Christopher Nolan to to cast uh, um, Heath Ledger as Joker. I mean, if you guys remember, I know, Kendall, you were younger. I mean, Christopher Nolan got just, he was mercifully just chastised for that casting. Everybody thought that was a horrible casting for Joker. And and then the take they had on him was completely outside the box. Um, but the trailers made people intrigued. They're like, oh, this Joker is very different. What is this going to be? And now obviously we know what happened in the end. Um, I mean, there is some benefit sometimes to going outside the box with Batman and it turning out great. We mentioned the Telltale Batman games. And, I mean, those stories 
they're, I mean, they go completely off the rails when it comes to source material. But, I mean, talk about gripping stories. Just yeah. outstanding stuff. Great stories, great acting performances. Yes. The voice, the voice acting, acting in the games are, are is incredible. Even Batman Arkham, taking liberties, yeah. done different things, and have found the fruits of their labor uh, with, with really amazing content. So, you know, we could say, you know, and, and I mentioned Gotham as well, again. Someone like Robin Lord Taylor being cast as Penguin, not someone you would ever would have expected to fill that role because of his look per se, and yet he was, I think, without question, I would argue the best, the best acting performance on that show. At least him and Menagna, uh, and Connor, you know, Connor wasn't a Connor Cameron wasn't a uh, a regular on the show, so it's it, it you know, Farrell may seem odd in from a distance, but I'm gonna give him a chance because there's there's precedent for. Batman castings being outside the box and ended up turning out great or doing stories that seem a little different from what you're expecting and end up being great. So this could end up being the same. Um, but let's, uh, let's, let's move over from DC and back to Marvel because we got two new projects that were being that are reportedly in development. And this scoop comes from, uh, from Jeremy Conrad, which so out to him, uh, MCU Cosmic. He says that Ironheart and Thunderbolts are reported or both in development so uh ironheart is uh the riri williams character that was recently reduced in the marvel comics young black girl at mit uh makes her own iron man suit and becomes a superhero and what happened in tony stark in that one he he was in that story i forgot uh i was reading during comics during his time i wouldn't say tony stark was like incapacitated yeah so yeah so, yeah yeah he's like in a coma or something. yeah i think he was in a coma was i think that's exactly what happened um, and and of course and, Thunderbolts and they're saying that's gonna be a Disney Plus series or that's the, yes. the word yes the words that that will be a Disney Plus series the Thunderbolts is more up in the air and unclear but um in the Thunderbolts of course uh, kind of similar to the Suicide Squad of the Marvel universe right. you know it's a similar concept uh, I think the only difference is like the Thunderbolts are they're they're trying to reform the heroes no right. the villains I'm sorry the you know, they're not the, holding a gun to their head. Right. The Suicide Squad clearly, you know, it's like it's like gun to your head, do this, you know, black ops operations. Yes, there's some of that with the Thunderbolts, but a lot of it also was actually trying to reform villains and make them into heroes. So, um Kendall, are you a uh, thumbs up and thumbs down on these two projects? Um so what's interesting is that look, you know, with with Thunderbolts, that's a, that we'll start with the Thunderbolts. That that's the one where, you know, it's always made sense given Suicide Squad had all the success. <laughs> um, it made all this money. Yeah, commercially, it did. Yeah, exactly. It made all this money. So, like, you, you know, when's Marvel, when's Disney going to replicate that? It was obviously the Thunderbolts were the obvious place to go to. Um, you already have a Thunderbolt Ross in tow. Who's brought, they brought him back kind of, I don't say for no reason, but they didn't need to bring him back, you know, in some of these more recent movies. But they have. So, uh, and he's apparently rumored to be in... Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier potentially if that's the case you know we already know we have Zemo in Falcon Winter Soldier could that be uh, the, could that be the reason why he's in it uh, That that's something to pay attention to especially since you know we'll talk later about what Kevin Feige said about you know these movies having to be something or these Disney Plus series having to be something you, that you need to pay attention to um, for, for the movies but I mean look you have the Thunderbolts you have Thunderbolt Ross you know, the question I have is just they haven't introduced a villain group, I think, that mm. can hold up 
Like, if they're trying to do this thing where it's like, we're going to take all these villains that we've already used and put them, like, we're, it's the common thing. The MCU's starting to shake this reputation, but the MCU doesn't have that many great villains. And the ones that, that they do have are gone. You know, like, it's not, you're not, you're not getting Killmonger and putting him on the Thunderbolts. Like, if, getting, you know, all the best ones, you know, Red Skull. Right. All the best Marvel villains. Yeah, Red Skull, Thanos, Killmonger, like, they're all Thanos, dead. <laughs> like, Loki, like, so, I mean, it'll be the, we're gonna get the, the ones that people don't like. We're gonna get Ghost. You know, like, mm-hmm. we're going to get, you know, uh, Emil Blonsky, you know, from Incredible Hulk. Like, <laughs> uh, so that's my, that that's my trepidation a little bit. But um, I think that's, a, I think that's a story that could work. You know, I mean, the question is just whether or not you use Red Hulk or not, which they, given the yeah, numbers. Yeah, we mean, went to. back and forth on this off the air. I, I think that Red Hulk would be used most likely in the movie. Um Marketing would suggest you want to use him. Yeah, especially, and to me also, especially when you take so much teeth away from the actual Hulk that you have, you may right. want to have a Hulk that actually really does bust heads. And, um, you know, if uh, if Amadeus Cho's Hulk is not imminent, then Red Hulk would certainly... I, you know, I've already said on the show, I think he should be. But if that's not the case, then to me... Uh, Red Hulk would make sense. And I think Red Hulk makes sense, again, from a marketing standpoint. Like, he looks so much different than the other Hulk. And, uh, so, so, I can see, so I think that Thunderbolt <laughs> Ross being the Red Hulk in the Thunderbolts the show Hulk. makes sense. Uh, I do agree with Kendall. I don't know how you feel, Sham. I, the one thing that would concern me is, uh, has the MCU really put together a roster of villains that I'd want to actually what's see? What's the me, projected Zemo, roster? So you go, I mean, based off people, you kind of know. Conrad's article, I think, mentioned Ghost, and Conrad, if you read his writing enough, he doesn't mention anything for what? no reason. Right, right. So he mentioned Ghost and Zemo. Zemo interests me a lot. He's a Thunderbolts veteran, and he's still alive. And he's gonna be a Falcon Winter Soldier. So he seems to make a lot of sense, and I would appreciate him. Um, I say I don't have any interest in seeing Ghost. But Ghost, I believe, also was a member of the. Uh, yes, Ghost was that a member. Sounds, of, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Of the uh, Thunderbolts, so those two characters make sense. Um, I mean, there's also villains that we have yet to see. I mean, what about uh, two like Taskmaster? That's what I mentioned to EJ. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Black Widow coming up, and and I mentioned to him like, what if that's the post-credit scene? Because I think. We may have also heard that he might be in Black Widow as well. I think I may have read that rumor as well, that Ross might be in Black Widow. So if Ross is in Black Widow, that why? Would, that would make sense. You know, like, even if, because they said, you know, it might be a cameo. But, like, why would he be in Black Widow unless maybe it's a post-credit scene of you get Taskmaster. Uh, and then it's, you know, I mean, I even joke to EJ, it's like, you know, Thunderbolt Ross goes to Taskmaster and like, you know, uh something about the the Thunderbolts initiative you know something like that <laughs> like Nick Fury Jeez. that would be kind of funny I think people would laugh and be like oh snap but um but you know Taskmaster is somebody else is there anyone else that they're that I mean they're to, to, I mean to me because US of agent potentially well first of all Luke Cage has been the most recent one of the most recent leaders of the of the Thunderbolts and we know he's an ex-con and he's coming back into you know our lives in some aspects. You know, we I mean it hasn't been made official, but 
we can almost guarantee that that's going to happen. So, uh, are we guaranteeing that? I mean, we'll see him, I guess. Luke Cage will be, I feel like they're gonna will be back yeah. in the fold in Marvel. Uh, at some point. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. <laughs> I don't know when, but I think it, it, that, that definitely will happen. Feige ain't burying Luke Cage. I mean, Feige isn't like, oh, I don't want to use that guy. I mean, I would argue the most. I would argue the most impactful and memorable run the Thunderbolts have had has been with Norman Osborn. Now, I don't think that that's gonna happen no based way. on anything that's went down. Those with they just bought Spider Man, Sony Disney stuff. <laughs> but that would be. I mean, we talked about in what way are they gonna introduce Norman Osborn and how they're gonna do it. I mean, that would be a very interesting way to do it if you wanted to be outside the box. It just the problem is is Sony and Marvel's working relationship seems so tenuous at right. <laughs> best that Marvel, as we saw what would happen with Spider Man, would be foolish to to throw any spider any character they don't own into the middle of a major property that they're doing. Right. Unless again, like you said, they 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 bought the Spider Man rights and they had no nothing to do with that. But I mean, the Thunderbolts Ross run. I mean, excuse me, the the Norman Osborn run of the Thunderbolts that turned into the Dark Avengers is legendary stuff in my opinion. So I will you know, when I hear Thunderbolts, I immediately think Green Goblin and, and, and Norman, but that isn't I don't know if that's necessarily gonna happen. Um I mean, I mean if you look at the history of the Thunderbolts, the the list of characters is like endless. Almost Just like every, Suicide Squad. almost yeah. everybody's been a Thunderbolt. Yeah. I mean uh Zemo, Moonstone, Songbird, Norman Osborne Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, I did see somebody mention him as well. Somebody. Agent Venom, mm. Ant-Man, uh, Bullseye, Crossbones, um, Deadpool. Got to mark him off the list. Deadpool, Elektra, Ghost Rider, Hawkeye, Juggernaut, um, Penance, Punisher, Radioactive Man. Taskmaster, as you guys mentioned, Venom, regular Venom. So, I mean, the list is is. Has Absorbing Man ever been part of the Thunderbolts? Who? Uh, Absorbing Man. Uh, he's not on this list. What you call it? Uh, Crusher, Crusher Creole, whatever his name is. <laughs> but but to me, like it, that shows that yeah, I mean the 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 list they have is endless. But the the problem is who they've introduced so far. There aren't too many names that appeal to me. I heard Justin Hammer also was mentioned in that article yes, as, well. as well. I don't. I don't, I don't need Hammer. to see him. He was a nice character, but you I, know, I, I mentioned don't EJ. So look, Sam Rockwell. You know, his his, his he's he's starting to uh he's done some big movies recently. I could see them saying, look, we'll give him you know a feature kind of role. <laughs> you know, I'm not interested. You know, dude, he just played George Bush particularly. You know, like he did, yeah. In Vice, so they may say, look. He's in a movie. What, what movie is he in now? Is he in the, the, the... Is he Knives Out, maybe, or something? I don't know. I forgot. He's in another movie this year. But point being, like, they may say, look, you know, even though his character, when we introduced him, was a little lesser, we can now prop him up as a main character and people will show out. Look, there's... there's <laughs> Again, the, the, the opportunities are endless, and we've, as we've seen... Especially with Mandarin coming into the fold, I think they would need Marvel to seems, and even what they did with uh, uh, the last Spider-Man movie. I mean, Marvel seems way more interested in looking in its past and what it's done to create new stories. Like 
or we just kind of just poo-poo from the past, like, you know, they could be coming up with stuff that we're not even thinking about. So, yeah, I, Hammer or any of these people we've seen in the past could be using the right. I like. Used, I don't but. be surprised if we do get uh, Abomination. You know, like, he's somebody right. we haven't seen yeah. in a decade, but if they say, like, you know, they go to Tim Roth and say, yo, like, you want to play, you know, Blonsky again? And, and I could see he would be the perfect candidate. Let's say, like, they don't want to do Red Hulk immediately, which I think would be kind of smart if they want to make this Thunderbolts thing, like, a long-term thing. So maybe wait out Red Hulk to, like, the third act or, you know, the second movie or post credit scene or something. But, like, he would be the perfect candidate to be, like, that Red Hulk kind of replacement, but mm-hmm. then, like, also be the person who, like, you know, gets blown up, kind of like Suicide Squad, you know, the slipknot that, like, you know, tries to break out or, like, right. you know, turns into a villain or something, like, and then you have Red Hulk, who's the deterrent for that. What? How imperative do you think you guys, you guys think it is that almost everyone or everyone on the team is people that, are people that Marvel already introduced? I don't think so. Like, I do think you, you, can do you, have think, do you think that you could have a, or well, my thing is, do you, let's say, let's, you know, I think a team for most people is at least five people. Um, and right. maybe even more than that. But let's say let's start with five. Do you think trope, yeah, do you, you think know, that five. they could get away with having three or even four people that we've never seen before? If it's, I think you need at least half of the people to be. So if if there's five people and three of them are new, I think that's. I think not they can good. get away with that. You think they would be able to? Yeah, I think you need over fifty percent to be. I mean, because I think the issue, the, the thing about the Thunderbolts is you have to. And the reason why I lean more towards Kendall is you have to. Like, to me, like, I know who Songbird is or Moonstone. But, like, are you just showing Moonstone to people and being like, okay, now they're a bad person, but they're a part of this team? Like, to me, you'd have to establish why they're evil. And I guess they might have trouble with terms of timing and making that work. Like, I mean, I Suicide think, Squad did it. But it wasn't successful. But that wasn't the reason why. That wasn't why, though. Like, I didn't feel like, I don't know who... Who was Katana? I mean, I didn't know who Diablo no, was, but that was like, more their problem. But, like, like again, like you said, like... Diablo ended up being one of the best he's probably characters. one of the best characters. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have known more. But, like, like Shamari said, I didn't have an issue with, like, you know, oh, man, they're juggling all these characters, I don't know who they are. You know, like... But they also, at the same time, they pick some mainstream characters, you know? I mean, mainstream... I was gonna say, yeah, I felt like... Like, Joker and Harley Quinn, you don't have to. Like, I feel like... You know? yeah. But I feel like we all know who, like... Well, that, I mean, that movie did, you know, they did have the scenes with, like, Will Smith and Batman. Right, right, right. And, um, right. and Flash. And that's what I'm saying. I think you Captain can do Boomerang. that. Yeah. With, you could probably do that with the MCU. Mm. You know, like, yeah. if you wanted to introduce, um, I don't even know, like, who they would introduce, but, like, if you wanted to introduce some villain and he's new, like, you can always do it. And yeah. I don't think I don't think it would ruin the movie. You know, you know, some people like some people on the list. I don't know. No Ghost Rider was on that list. He probably doesn't need much of an introduction. Right. I May mean, no. introduce him, but he wouldn't need any. I don't think he'd need any introduction. Like, he has two movies. Was a part of a TV show. And like that would be part of the marketing campaign, and people would understand. Right. Exactly. You know, like, that's why. Like. Marketing campaigns nowadays are meant to be yeah, like at this point they basically tell movies. you the movie. yeah they tell you what the movie's about so like Suicide Squad that's why we we had no issue with knowing who these characters were because we knew about it through oh, twenty trailers well, that marketing campaign was expensive yeah it was expensive <laughs> so let us know who it these was worth are. it 
because they made a lot of money off yeah. of it. But, um, but how do we feel about Ironheart? You know, that's the other one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm 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 cool with it. I like it. I think I think part of me feels like it will depend on when we get it. Um, I don't know Absolutely. if Ironheart needs to be done immediately. No, we just lost Tony Stark. Maybe that's why, though. Yeah. Like, maybe you have to capitalize off of, like, you need somebody to fill the void. Yeah. I mean, we just did that story with, with Spider-Man, but, like, this would be right. a more direct, you know, Tony Stark, Iron Man story where she's picking up the mantle. Um, I've already I've had my theory that I thought they could have made Shuri Ironheart. It yeah. doesn't sound like that's what they're going to do, but... You know, there is a there is a question that's being had of and you know, I had this conversation with our dad earlier this week, um, uh, about the, a lot of these, these characters, especially the younger characters that they've introduced have all been female. And if they're gonna introduce a young Avengers storyline, because, like you'd imagine Ironheart would be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd imagine Stature would be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You'd imagine Kate Bishop would be a part of that. You'd imagine Miss Marvel would be a part of that. Before characters have introduced um, well, we keep assuming they're gonna do Young Avengers, which and we keep they, assuming which they will. But, but who's the, like? I mean, we've heard A Team mentioned quite a lot over the last year to have. Right. But so, is that? But is that where they're going? Is that the direction they're going? I mean, I I could see that happening, perhaps, and that doesn't mean we won't have a Young Avengers movie. But if we were, we keep saying Young Avengers, Young Avengers, Young Avengers. Like, there's been plenty of articles and allusions to, hey, you know, an 18s movie might be pretty cool. You know, to have all females at some point. And with the way the Marvel universe is kind of set up, it's a different era that you're coming into. You know, so Captain Marvel is kind of now the, the lead female character. Now, along with. Uh, Jane Foster. You have a female Thor. You have a female Hulk. And now She-Hulk's involved. And then now if you add those four characters you just named, well, now you have an Avengers women's right. team. Black Widow's probably on the outside. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm assuming Black Widow is, is done. Yeah. I mean, that, that so that could be possible. Um... Because they haven't they haven't introduced any young heroes besides Spider Man. And Spider Man's not gonna be a right, member of the young right. Avengers. Exactly. So that, least, that I don't think so. You know. We've assumed that they may have been set they may be setting up the young Avengers, but doesn't look like that's the direction they're going if you know, they don't if they don't make a you know, a Nova series for example, with Sam Alexander, you know, they don't make Well, a lot of people Iron feel Lad. like, you know, Wicked and Speed could be in could be involved in WandaVision. Right. It sound. I mean, it sounds like they will be, right? On in some capacity, you would imagine. Yeah. Um, so those 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 would be characters uh, that you could use yeah. for, for young for young Avengers. And they are young Avenger characters. Uh, I think we are gonna get young Avengers, and I th- honestly I think we're gonna get that um, sooner rather than later, especially if this Ironheart, especially if if they make an Ironheart movie if this if it turns out it really is in development and they have they're creating the story now i think that's the direction that they're going um that's for the ironheart movie itself or series or series yeah series series. um as for the series itself i'm excited i mean i think it could be great i mean i i ken i was with you i think the uh you know making shuri 
Ironheart, I think that would have been interesting. Uh, but the fact that we're getting the series on its own, I think, is is wonderful. I think it's a cool story. I mean, I think that... Um, and I think what just what, what Marvel's been able to do with the Iron Man, with Iron Man currently and, and with the Iron Man suits that have come out. Yeah. And the, with the, the other different variations they've been able to do with Iron Man. I mean, it makes you kind of hunger for an Iron Man 4, which we're not going to get. So, so I mean, I think this is... This is really exciting. I think this could be really cool. And it's a really interesting Think about the amount of money Iron they would have made if they made Letitia Wright Ironheart. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I'm, 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 I'm against so you guys on, on, on the Shuri Ironheart thing. I feel like there's no reason why you can't establish another really awesome character to me. Like, I don't, I don't know if you need to put someone else in the Iron Suit. Uh, who has a background in order for people to be more okay with it? Like I think that you can establish you can. a Riri Williams. Yeah, I don't think they had to, but I think it, I still th- I still think now, be really I still the feel, question I is, feel like to me, Shuri has unfinished business with possibly becoming Black. Panther. And that's what I was gonna say. The question has to become: What's Chadwick Boseman's timeline? <laughs> I'm assuming young, he's not a young man. I'm assuming <laughs> Chadwick Boseman is gonna be Black Panther for a trilogy. So in I, that timeline, I think too. I think it would make sense to just move Shuri. She could still be involved in those movies if you want, but like it would be best to move her into her own star because I think she has the potential to be, like you said, a main character. But you know, ideally, I wouldn't want that to be six, seven years from now. You know, at that point, does Black Panther have? But I just feel like, but I feel like now you're taking Ironheart. Like you taking a character off the board that could be potentially used for something else. Like you had Ironheart is an actual character in Riri Williams, who is popular, who has a fan base right. that you can build around. Like why would you take Shuri, who is also popular, and put her into another franchise when she's involved in a franchise that's already really lucrative and you could expand on that? When you can create something new. I guess from my from uh, from Dizzy's perspective, I guess my question would be, you know. We talk about superhero fatigue, and like, you know, I think Ironheart will do well, but I don't think it's the guarantee that Shuri would be if they did Shuri and Ironheart. And what's funny with with this Money with was. with um, I don't, this I don't, as I don't well that. is that in the new the Iron Man VR thing that they're coming out with for PlayStation, um, Shuri like builds Iron Man suits, right? And she's the one that makes you the Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. Like right. in the VR experience, she's like, "Oh, I made you these suits and this Iron Man suits." <laughs> right. And it's yes. like, I mean, they've already ma- pegged her as like the smartest person in MCU. She can build an Iron Man suit. Right. She can do that. You know, we know she can do that. She does it in the MCU. So, I mean, it's something that they could have done for sure. Um, I mean, I think it, I think it would have been cool. I, I see what you're saying, EJ. Um, but I don't know, and it doesn't have to be necessarily be an Iron Man copy. I mean, she could, she could, you know, that's, put her own whatever sp- Black Panther right. spin on it, even um, Wakandan spin right, on it. Right, that's, you know, that's add really her own tech, point. make it her own. Um, even if they didn't necessarily call it Ironheart, suit, but it yeah. basically, basically be Ironheart. I mean, I don't know, but I just feel like it would have been cool. I mean, I get it. I just feel like the movie didn't establish Shuri having any connection to Tony Stark in any way. Um, I feel like it just would have been forced. Uh, to me, I, I don't see. I see besides her just being smart. I don't see the the natural connection to Tony Stark that made her say, "I need to be, I need to replace his mantle." Like, you know, she had more relationship with Cap, more relationship. I mean, she kind of uh, had a relationship with Vision, I guess. But 
and like would that somehow be her connection to Tony? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like I I don't I to me she's very well entrenched in one franchise and I think you can build a more a, a more creative you have more creative avenues by starting from scratch than taking having to take we've already established with Sherry and put her into something totally different. I think that there's no reason why you can't create a Riri Williams. The one, thing I, will, the one thing I will it's say... It's probably still in the beginning. Right. Marvel is still in the beginning. But what I will argue is right. Kendall said, you know, the lucrative potential with Shiri is much higher. I disagree because uh, as we've seen with Black Panther, if you put bl- quality black content on the screen, black folks and all folks will come as Black Panther showed at a level that we've never seen before. So I don't think because... You know, Black Panther was successful. Now we have to just we feel like oh we we only everything we do has to be connected to Black Panther moving forward. You can they've shown that they can create black content that will bring people out. So there's no reason why you can't try that again with Riri Williams. There's there's no reason you're already established that you can do it. Um, I, I think that it would I, one thing I will say is I'm glad this conversation is between Shuri and Riri Williams and not Riri Williams and Morgan Stark because that's just conversation that's happening on the internet, happening on the internet right now mm-hmm. is there's there's a faction of fans who feel like morgan stark deserves to be ironheart which i just don't understand yeah, i don't story wise I, I, I get it but i like, get it i can't say i don't get it i do get it right but i don't know i just i i, I don't it's dangerous it's dangerous it's dangerous uh path but it's not I mean, to, I, I look, I, I think I don't think they did I enough for Morgan Stark for me to feel like, oh, it has to be her. She yeah. has to be yeah. a successor. Yeah, she has to be Iron Man's successor. I feel like if anything, Tony would have put in everything in place to make sure that Morgan wouldn't have to be Iron Man. Right. You would think, like he, like clearly, like he walked away from it because he, he of the life he built with Morgan. So the fact that he wouldn't have things in place to ensure that Morgan didn't have to do that, I, that doesn't make sense to me. So that's the part of it that doesn't make sense. I get the whole sentimental value with they established with Morgan, but and also Morgan's so young. Yeah, that's all I think. I mean, you're doing yeah. Iron. I mean, Ironheart should be at the very least a late teenager at the at the least at the youngest. Like you can't yeah, do, you that. Have to do that. You Morgan have to Stark do was like seven years old in that movie. Yeah, have to have a significant time skip. Yeah, no, we don't. And we don't. We don't want any time skip. So I don't. I don't get that that point. Um, Kevin Feige says that fans moving forward are going to have to watch these Disney Plus shows like a potential Ironheart to keep up with the MCU moving forward. Uh, he also says that um, one example that we can point to about that will be Loki because Loki apparently is going to tie into uh, Doctor Strange. So in talking about this to Bloomberg, he said, quote, if you want to understand everything in the future Marvel movies, you'll probably need a Disney Plus subscription because, every, because events from the new shows will factor into forthcoming films such as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And in speaking about it, uh, he said um, he said I'm not sure we've actually acknowledged that before, but uh, Loki does um, connect to or connect with Doctor Strange. So what do you think, Sham, of one, this idea that the Disney Plus shows are required viewing for Marvel fans and the idea that Loki is is one of the one example of a show that will connect to a specific movie regarding Doctor Strange. Um, I think it's cool that Loki's connecting to Doctor Strange. I think that's a very interesting connection. Uh, I don't believe him personally. When you do not believe him, I, I, I did not expect you to say that. Yeah, I don't believe him. 
you, you, you think Kevin that Feige you think that you liar. can watch most of these Marvel movies and you won't be any issue with having not watched Disney Plus? Yeah, wow. I don't. Th- I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to make these movies. Uh, I see you adjusting the thing to make sure everybody hears the Samari's <laughs> lions. <laughs> yeah, like, let's turn that out. <laughs> turn, turn that out, EJ. Right under my mouth. No, but um, but yeah, no, I I don't believe it. I mean, because I don't think they're gonna. Because I think if they were making making, and and I don't believe them just in the sense that it's required. I when I think when he says required, I think he means required in the sense that it, it'll help. So it, it'll supplement similar to how and Kendall, you'll you understand similar to how the the journey to Star Wars books books right. lead into the movies, right, right? Or how Catalyst led into yeah, Rogue One. Rogue One, you know, they supplement the viewing experience. They enhance the viewing experience. Right. You feel like you know the characters before they even show up on right. screen. You know, they give you that my, kind see, of connection. My thing would be: Do you think it's that? Because those aren't required. Those help. But yeah, those they help, like, but they're not required. Yeah, yeah, those there will be references in those movies yeah. to the book, but, like, you know, the book, the movie's still a full movie. Yeah. The question I have is, I think Feige may be leaning this more towards, like, you can watch Infinity War without watching Ant-Man, but, like, you won't know who Ant-Man is. You know, that, you know what I mean? Like, you can watch... Um, you know, you can watch whatever Avengers five or whatever these Phase four and Phase five movies without seeing Miss Marvel. We won't know anything about Miss Marvel when she shows up. You know, you won't know anything about She Hulk right. when she shows up. So yeah. that's the question. Because people, and there are plenty of people that watch Infinity War and watch Endgame that didn't, that watch maybe two, three Marvel movies that still say, "Oh, it's a great yeah. movie." And, you know, and, I liked it. And I like honestly, I think that, um, I think that any of the shows that aren't introducing new characters like Moon Knight and She-Hulk. I mean, when he, I think when he says required, I think he means I think there's a you put a heavy air quotes on that. You know, they're not required. They they'll enhance your experience. Fair, I, I said required. Um his, Oh, he didn't say that? No, yeah, he oh, okay. I thought word, I thought he said that. Yeah, no, his exact yeah, I like, No, I don't <laughs> yes, believe that. Yes, no, exactly. <laughs> I was like, exact, why would you say that? His exact words were if you want to understand everything in future uh Marvel movies, you'll probably need so need was the word he used. Right, right, right. A Disney Plus subscription because events from the new shows will factor into forthcoming films such as Dark Doctor Strange in the uh, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, okay, that I believe. Never mind. I think uh, my comments. <laughs> why, why does need and required change your... your, your well, he says... You, well, I mean, he says... Because oh, that's well, pretty... To me, that's pretty close in regards to, like... Wording. EJ mischaracterized Feige's <laughs> statements. Fake news. Feige oh, says new generation sports is fake news, or new generation hero talk is like <laughs> was fake news coming out. No, um, but uh, but no, I do I do think it's different because I mean he's saying if if you want to, um, uh, I forgot exactly how you phrase the full. You'll experience. probably need a Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, you'll the wording. Use. Yeah, you'll probably need a Disney Plus subscription if you want to fully understand. If you want to fully understand the movie going forward, uh, along the line. Yeah, I'll read this quote one more time. <laughs> if you okay. want to understand right. everything in future Marvel movies, you'll probably need a Disney Plus. I mean, he's very specific. Like, if you want to understand everything. Yeah, he says everything, probably. And it's like, okay, I mean, uh, you know. I don't know why. The way he said it the first time was just more, it sounded more like you were saying, no, if you want to understand the movie, 
period. You gotta watch the. You gotta get Disney Plus and watch the shows. Right. It's like no, that's not true. Because they wouldn't. Because they lose money. Right. They get. They get. You know. So so reviews because people would be like, why do I? Here's why I'll defend myself in in my paraphrasing of his quote. To me, I never watched a movie I didn't want to know everything in. So to me, I've never. But there are some people that that don't care. That is required view. Like I watched. I watched. I, I mean, my thing is, I don't think people. People are fine with that, but I've never seen people say I'm going to the movie okay. Or like I'm, I, I go into the movie and what's the word I'm trying to use? Like they may understand they don't know everything, but they're not trying not to know. Right. Everything. It's not. It's not a. It's not on purpose. Right. Exactly. Like it's not intentional. Like I mean, I saw the plan Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Like before, you know, before I saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I saw that during theaters without seeing the first one. And, like, it was still a good movie. Like, it still held up. But I didn't understand everything that was going on because I didn't see the first one. Right. I had to figure stuff out uh, on my own. I think that's what this is going to be. Like, I think these Disney Plus series will be prequels, more or less, to the to the Marvel, yeah. to, to Marvel Phase 4 and Phase 5, some of these movies. Um, just like, you know, you mentioned Loki and Doctor, Doctor Strange will tie in, like, I don't think you have to see Loki to watch Doctor Strange at all. But there will be things in Doctor Strange where you'd be like, I don't get this. Because you didn't see Loki. If you don't see Loki, there will be, clearly saying there will be references and tie-ins to the Loki series in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Um, I read somewhere, I don't know if this was this week or if this was old, but I saw a quote where Fight was talking about how Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and... This moral, this might have been really old. This might have been up to Comic Con, but he said all three or D twenty three. He said all three of those characters are gonna be in the movies. Yeah, like and yeah. He says that movies, the shows, characters that we're seeing in Disney Plus shows yeah. are gonna make appearances in movies. And like, what's Moon Knight doing in a Marvel movie? Like, you know, it sounds crazy, but like, where does he even fit in? And it's probably movies that we don't know about. You know, I is mean, he just gonna be in an Avengers are you, movie? Are you gonna, are you guess like you're letting me or letting me do a, a fantasy, fantasy movie? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm a fantasy Marvel producer, and I'm telling you what movies we're doing because I'll take a Marvel Knights movie. Yeah, you just like I got. We 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 once we get Daredevil back in the fold and Luke Cage back in the fold, you already got Spider Man. You know, yeah, I ain't got. Well, now now Spider Man at least. You know, there <laughs> other characters. But if they did for whatever, I mean, that's just three people. I mean, there's a lot of Marvel Knights characters you can use. You know, Blade will. uh... Yeah, Blade (laughs) is 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 going to be a movie. (laughs) So maybe that's what he's talking about. Moon Knight could appear in something like Blade. I mean, that could that That, would that would make sense. That might be. It might be what he's talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I don't think I don't think that. So you guys, so Shamari, I guess now thinks he is telling the truth because of the wording being different than how I worded it. Yeah, I th- I think he's telling the truth, but I uh, I don't think he means that you you need to watch the shows if you want to if you want to not be confused. I disagree in, in the movie theater. No, I disagree with that. So I mean, you still disagree. Yeah, I, I think that if you don't watch some of these shows, I think that you're going to watch movies and be very confused. I think I think if you're not going to see the Avengers and 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 She Hulk is in it. And you haven't seen She-Hulk, and you have never, you don't even know that that's a thing. Then yeah, you're gonna be confused. But I think if you're going to see 
Doctor Strange, you haven't seen Loki. I don't think you're going to be confused. I think these are going to be a little worse than what we saw in Infinity War in terms of, like, again, like, you know, you go, you go to see Infinity War and... You know, Ant Man's in it, and you're like, I didn't see Ant Man. So, like, okay, so. But it, the it, difference is, you may see Avengers 5, and She Hulk may be in it, but because that's behind a paywall, and it won't have nearly, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, we'll see, because Mandalorian has a good amount of marketing, but I don't think that will have the marketing push like a movie would. Like, I don't think that people are going to be, the general public will be as aware of who She Hulk is, who's playing her, like, or who Moon Knight is and what oh, the story no, I, is, no, I mean, then Ant Man, because Ant Man's a movie and like you get trailers and like so people are gonna be way more aware of like even if you didn't see Ant Man, you know what Ant Man's about. You know what I mean? I expect, no, I expect this Disney. I expect this Disney Plus venture. I, they're gonna put. They're gonna give it all. They're gonna leave it all all out on the field. Um, I think we talk about marketing. I think you're underestimating what how the marketing campaign that will be behind this these shows. I think that the marketing campaign is going to be massive because they need people, they literally need people to subscribe to right. get people. Because remember, they aren't, there's not going to be a lot of advertising on Disney+. Plus. There shouldn't be any advertising. That's the whole point of having a streaming service. So, yeah. the advertising has got to be on your own. That's your own pocket. Your own money. That's the only way you're going to... So, yeah. people aren't coming to give you money. you got to actually fork it out. And in order for people to come, they're going to have to see that these characters are, are around. They're going to have to be visible. So I, I disagree. I think the marketing campaign is going to be very strong, movie-like for a lot of these shows. And um, I just think about the. I mean, the Mandalorian has been out there, and you you'll see the the TV spots. Maybe that's that's a specific thing where a guy's behind a mask and it's like kind of mm-hmm. like mystery, mysterious for for a reason. Like that's the kind of the story. But like even that, like I don't think like you go to like a random person and be like, "Yo, you know about the Mandalorian?" I think. There could be people who be like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. What is that? Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas, like, I think, I worry that that could be the same thing with, like, something like She-Hulk or Moon Knight particularly worries me that, like, he shows up in a movie, I think there could be people like, who is this guy? You know, like, She-Hulk because it's Hulk and, you know, like, people probably know her as him, Miss Marvel, but, you know. I just, I, I take the example of my girlfriend, we watched Infinity War together. And, you know, the first scene, you know, spoilers if you haven't watched Infinity War at this point. Um, you know, Thanos is, like, you know, taking apart the, he's taking, he's taking apart the entire, you know, you know uh, Asgardian fleet. Asgardians, yeah. And my girlfriend didn't watch Ragnarok, which I didn't know. Like, I thought she watched it for some reason. So then, it's the first five minutes of the movie, she leans over to me and says, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, part of me was like, I mean, come on, it's Thanos. Like, you've seen the movie the trailers. Like, how do you not know what's going on? But it's like, I mean, if you didn't see Ragnarok, like, it would be kind of confusing. You're like, okay, Thor's on the ship with a bunch of people, and they all just got killed. Right. What is going on? Like, I think that there will be, I don't know, I don't think, I don't know if there'll be examples that would be that stark, but I do think there will be examples where there will be story, story themes that will be happening that if you did not watch so many shows, I think you will miss out on, you know? I could be wrong, but uh, to me, it would make sense for Disney to do that because to me, you want people to buy the streaming service. People so, are gonna buy it. So if, if you're not, not gonna, ma- to if you're it. not gonna make it required viewing, then what's the point of it? Because people will just skip out unless it's got. I mean, you got. I mean, to me, like that's gonna make people come to it. Is that well? It's gonna. Ex- 
it's gonna make these movies make the most sense. It's gonna expand. It's gonna uh, maximize my movie watching experience. So therefore, I'll pay how much I'm paying Disney a month to do this. If that's not the case, and it's just supplement a supplement to it that's unnecessary, then there's no point, and this thing won't work. So, um, so that's that's my take on that aspect. But um, staying with Disney before we get to these show recaps, guys. Uh, they had an about face this week because they have decided to include uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the uh, in, in in and really almost all the actors for Avengers in its campaign for the Oscars. So uh, I feel like we talked about it a little bit on this show, but you know they had decided initially that they were not gonna uh, include you know Robert Downey Jr. as a as someone that could possibly be up for an Oscar based on his performance in Avengers Endgame, and there have been a, there have been a lot of uh, sentimental you know not even sentimental there have been people who feel like he absolutely deserves consideration for an academy award in this movie um but when the official avengers endgame i don't know what you would call it but the the pro promotion they had for the oscars it included the you know the russos it included the the screenwriters mcfeely and, and uh and marcus um it included the you know visual effects and all that stuff, but it didn't include any of the actors, and a lot of people were upset about that. But Disney has upgraded or up, up updated its campaign moving forward, and it includes Robert Downey and a lot of other people too. Uh, Chris Evans is now included, Chris Helmsworth, Jeremy Renner, Josh Brolin, Paul Rudd, and Don Cheadle all are mentioned. Let's get Don Cheadle uh, to the Oscars, man. That's for the actors, for the actresses, yeah. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, Scarlett Johansson, Zoe, Zoe Saldana, and uh, Karen Gillan, and Brie Larson. So they just threw everyone in there. Yeah, they just threw everyone yeah, in there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's I mean, look, why not? I mean, you have the money, like... The word apparently got, was that, which I didn't know, was that Robert Downey <laughs> did not want to be pushed for an Oscar for this movie. Which was, I don't know if that was the reason why they didn't list him, but that apparently was a thing. I feel like I don't know. I feel Captain Marvel, like, I feel like these characters weren't in Endgame enough to, like, <laughs> like, why? Like, Captain Marvel, like, give Brie Larson a nod for Captain Marvel. Like, if you want to give her a nod for anything, I'd rather than, than Endgame. To, to me, it almost feels like they felt like, like, I'm only surprised me Donnie said, yo, if you're going to make me on this, then put everybody on there. Honestly, yeah, you that. Because the, the rest of it is almost like a slap in the face to the, to the Academy. I'm not going to disrespect any of the actors that were listed. They're all fantastically talented people. Um, and I've loved all of them in their time in Marvel. But, to, well, first of all, to me, I don't think any of them deserves an Oscar for this movie. Right. Um, but if we were going to give it to anyone, Robert Downey had the best performance. I don't, I don't think that that's... And this is a Robert Downey story. Like, this, to me, this... This a Tony. This is a Tony Stark movie in a lot of ways. It starts with him in space. It's his him reckoning with his father. It's him making the final call to defeat Thanos. It's him reconciling with Steve. Like, I mean, this movie is very much Tony centric. So I I don't see you know it's it's, it's him reconciling with the fact he's gonna leave his kid. Like it's it's all. I mean when you link about it from a a, a distance like you they were kind of setting you up the whole movie for what happens at the end with Tony Tony Stark and then Robert Downey was tremendous in 
every aspect of the movie that he needed to be uh, for it to work. I don't know that necessarily thinks that. I don't know that necessarily means he deserves an Oscar. Um, I would I would prefer to me he would have deserved more Oscar consideration for Iron Man one in this movie. But this was his most emotional. Uh, this was his most emotional performance. So when you put the emotional weight onto the character and onto the performance, that leads more people to feel like he deserves that kind of nod. I'm happy they gave him the nod. I just don't know if any of the other people deserve one. Yeah, I don't think anybody else there really deserves any kind of consideration. I almost could have maybe... I could have lived with Scarlett Johansson as a second person, especially if you wanted to have an actor and an actress. I don't think anyone else is Oscar-worthy. I really think it's just Robert Downey. I hate I don't think anybody <laughs> else. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. They I don't think anybody else really. Like, they did great performances. I, mean, I, enjoy, I very much enjoyed all their performances. Nebula, but like, they all did a wonderful job. It's I enjoyed just, all their performances. They're all these roles because it's a deep movie. All these roles are so limited. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, it's an ensemble. You know, he has an ensemble movie. Like, Thanos was pretty good for the, you know, 10 minutes he's in the movie, 20 minutes he's, like, I, but I, like you said, Robert Downey's the only person that could even have a sliver, I think, of hope of winning this. Yeah. Does anyone think he's going to be nominated? No way. No. No way. Unless Disney, unless they got that kind of pull now, you know, financially in Hollywood. You know, where it's like, oh, look, the Oscars are on ABC. Like, I mean, there's some conspiracy stuff, but. I am curious no. about, I, I know they have the new, you know, popular movie category. There is that, yes. Um, I am wondering, I, I, I am curious about how they're going to reckon with a movie like Endgame. Like, I mean, predictably would be, they'll do nothing about it. <laughs> Which would be fine, but like, for a movie that broke so many records and is so, is such a cultural phenomenon it just seemed it to me it just would seem odd that if if you only gave this movie the typical superhero movie treatment that other superhero movies get so oh yeah we'll give you a visual effects and a makeup you know uh oscar nomination but we ain't giving you no directors we ain't giving you no screenplay we ain't giving you no actors that would seem strange it only wouldn't seem strange because they do the superhero movies all the time. But this movie was the movie of the year, without question, in terms of just what people were talking about, how people felt. This movie is absolutely that film. So it, would, it does seem weird to me that the Oscars could potentially not do anything with it, with any of the people that performed in it. I mean, it does... Um, because Avatar was not a better movie than Endgame at all, but it, and they got a bunch. Didn't they win an Oscar? I mean, the visual effects in terms of like, well, I mean, those were groundbreaking at the time. I think they won for like special effects or whatever. Yeah. And when uh, <laughs> I, I think, they, I think, like I think they were nominated for best picture. Maybe I, I think it was. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. You know, and even that was, I think. Solely on like the, the but but the I feel visual like but impact. I feel like people didn't look <laughs> at know? it. While I agree I with you, I don't think people look at that looked at it and thought it was crazy when it was nominated for best picture and it was best picture yeah. and best director. Come on, fam. Best director. I feel like that's like that movie that's is not camera. yeah that's the thing that yeah, movie is like, not oh, anywhere close. Fine, that movie is not anywhere close to Endgame in quality. 
I've never seen I Avatar. I haven't seen Avatar. you never seen Avatar? No. You've never seen Avatar? I've never no. seen Avatar. I mean, I can tell you it's probably not, because from what I've heard. But, like, Endgame is also, like, not... I mean, it's groundbreaking. That's got to be a Nick project, clearly. We all got to watch Avatar. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's just people all keep, these yeah, people keep breaking all these money. Yeah, they're making like five making sequels. like two, three, four, five sequels. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Avatar. It was, I think, it was a, you know a groundbreaking impact type of thing. Whereas now, but Avatar was seen by many as a letdown. There was nothing about Endgame that was considered a letdown. I don't know. I mean, I don't like. I don't personally remember the the narrative with Avatar being like this movie was was whack. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it was whack. I'm just saying that maybe some people say it was overrated. There were some people that there were some yeah. that thought it was overrated. No, right? That was a lot of the talk yeah. at the time. Was yeah. that because remember this guy was making the movie? Cameron was, Cameron was making this movie for like 20 years. Right. So people like, and it's James Cameron, and rightfully so. People are like, yo, man. When Avatar comes out, this joint gonna gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna change the world. And a lot of people felt like, hey, it was great effects and it looked nice. <laughs> it might be a boring, movie, but like right, the story yeah. and the characters, like there was really nothing to them that was interesting. That was a a, a, a criticism that was profound during that time. And I remember it vividly because I wanted to see Avatar, and when I heard people saying that, I kind of was like, oh, I guess I don't have to run to see it anymore because everybody's saying that it's fine if you just want to see a really awesome movie, but. In terms right. of like visually, but otherwise it was it was okay. It was like any other movie. Yeah, I don't know. So I I I, I that, that's just the only aspect of it that's interesting in terms of how the Oscars will play with Endgame. Because like Endgame is like the Oscars, you know, it's like in the winter, and Endgame was like you know, all the way in May yeah. or April. Like, I feel like they can get away with more. They can they have an easier chance of getting away with just like pretending it didn't exist, like do other superhero movies. It just will, to me, still seem weird. We're talking about the biggest movies of the year. And you're not going to give any credence to what was by far the biggest movie of the year. That will be uh, an interesting choice on their part. Um, we're at the end of the show here, guys. So let's do our show recap. So let's begin with... Uh, I'll give you guys a choice. What do you want? We want you want to be in Batwoman or Titans here? Uh, I mean, I do Batwoman. scoffs, so I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I guess we could do Batwoman. Yeah, it might as well start with Batwoman. Okay, so Batwoman. Um, we haven't talked about this show since the pilot. I'm not going to go through everything that's happened nope. since the pilot. But, uh... Been some interesting things that have happened. We had a Hush episode. Yes. Tommy Elliot. Yeah. Do we think he's he he's been Hush, or do we think he's just Tommy Elliot? I think he's going to be Hush. So you think he's going to be Hush? Hush is going to be on this show, yeah. Uh whether or not, like, I mean, I don't know how long he's been hushing yet. And the way he was talking about Batman and Bruce, I couldn't tell if he was coming from it in the angle of me and him have been tangling for years, or... I don't think it was that. No, it, didn't it didn't seem didn't that way at the end. Because it seemed like he was like, you know, he ruined my life. So I was, I was kind of disappointed by that. I think, like, this is going to be Hush versus Batwoman, and that's going to be, like, his first, like, adversary type thing. First real adversary. Really? Not Batman. Oh, that's kind of. I'm not looking forward to that. That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't like it either. Because Hush is a Batman. Hush. I, I mean, I feel like it'd be different if it was like Riddler. You know, it'd be like, okay, yeah, Riddler's going crazy. Whoever is able to stop him, that woman, that girl, <laughs> right. you know, anybody. Hush is a Batman villain. Yo, it's, it's, it's Hush, very personal. Is Hush right. going to be the new Ray Jagu? Where for years we're going to be yelling, we've been yelling for Hush. 
now every iteration we get of him, we're like, yo, all right, I'm done with us. No, we don't want this. Because he, he kind of is, be though. even worse than Rage because we haven't gotten a great hush yet. I know. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't, I didn't love this. I mean, this Tommy Elliott, he was fine. I mean, actually, but I will say, and maybe this is a maybe it's a bad thing considering Shamari already said that he wasn't that crazy about him. I, I thought it was Batwoman's best episode so far. Really? For me, it's when I enjoyed the most. When you watch them all so so like successively, I don't even remember. Yeah, which I don't, they all blend. Together. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I started up kind of. I watched. I kind of basically watched two episodes. You like time. staggered, right? Yeah. So I watched two episodes, and I watched two episodes today, and then we just watched a new episode just a couple, just before we did the show. But that was the one I, I feel like I liked the most, and it took us. It took me the furthest away from the Alice stuff, which right. I guess that's where we really just. Conscious yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the main story apparently. Um, Alice in Wonderland, in the Wonderland game, whatever they call. Them. Oh yeah, well that we knew that that was what was they were going for. I don't know. Like I mean, you said it best. You should say what you said off air now. Yeah, time, you know, I, 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 I've said it multiple times. But like, what's so bizarre about this show is that like the pacing is so awkward because it feels like it's going at light speed, but then it also feels really slow, like. And EJ, EJ knew exactly what I was talking about because he was like, it feels like this should be like episode 12. Like these, these stories with, with like Kate Kane and, and, and Beth Alice. We whatever. should not have known Beth Kane's backstory in episode four. Five. In episode four. Or yeah, five. Four. It was, yeah, it's five. It was five, yeah. right. We shouldn't have we gotten that whole but story. But at the same time, five. it's weird because how many times we watch shows we're like, oh my God, just get to the backstory. Yeah, I, yeah it's this... kind of refreshing, but at the same time, just I'm just like, I, I, what? I'm just like confused. <laughs> yeah. I want to be like I don't care, but like I kind of do. You kind of have no choice. Yeah, there because it's the main storyline at the moment. It just feels like yo, we got like 20 more episodes. Like what? Yo, we got like 15 yeah. more episodes. Like it just feels rushed. I don't think. I think it feels rushed because I don't think that Alice is gonna end up being the villain of this season. Yeah, yeah. And she can't be. That seems she's to be. too weak. Right. I mean, it's even 100. She's not a great villain. Right. And I'm kind of glad because, like, it'd be one. Like, I hate when, like, you have the person that, like, is gone for, like, a couple years or even five years, ten years, and then all of a sudden they're, like, an assassin. And I'm like, it seems to me, I said, (laughs) I talked to you guys while we watched the last episode. It feels like to me that this show is setting up for Dollmaker to eventually be the main villain of this season. Is Dollmaker the kid? That kid, he's not a kid anymore, but the the dude with the, (laughs) he was the kid with the long hair. Like, that storyline is so stupid, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I was so intrigued by Alice. I yeah. was intrigued by Alice's backstory. I, I really was like, was. Yo, how, I was like still how is she still alive? And then then when they said, oh, the bone fragments were like you know deer, and I was like, oh, Cause I thought maybe she survives them. I'm like, yo, she have she missing pieces of her skull. Like right. that could mean like that could explain why she's so crazy, or whatever. Right. And we kind of still don't know why she's crazy. I mean, I assume it's just being locked away for years, only right. reading Alice in Wonderland. I guess will make you crazy, but. I, it's almost, it, it didn't seem enough. As someone who just watched some scenes of Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, like that, I think is like the, the what you're supposed to get is just like the trauma, you know, it's just like whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just how Tim Drake was messed up in that movie. Like oh, I think man. she's just been like messed up, you know, <laughs> whatever happened, we don't know what happened, but you know, I assume the I assume the father was Dollmaker, perhaps. Interesting. Because, I mean, he's the guy that had the face. He was working with the faces and stuff. And maybe somehow he he's still alive. I mean, I know the guy made it sound like he got rid, rid of him. 
but maybe he didn't actually get rid of him, you know. But I mean, to me, I don't know. When I, as a Batman viewer or Batman fan, I see you making faces and cutting skins and stuff. I immediately think, okay, this is Dollmaker. Mm. How are we gonna get that? I don't know, but that feels like where this theme is going. But it's it's unfortunate because I feel like there are aspects of the show I think that are good. Um, I think I think the the Batwoman costume looks fantastic, and I think that. Uh, Ruby wears it well. Um, she looks like Batwoman in a lot of aspects. I mean, that scene when she's in the uh, when she does the, uh, the night vision. I don't know how what they did with her eyes, but they make yeah. But she had the white eyes. I mean, I was like, okay, this looks out of a comic. This is really cool, and um, the costuming is great. I think that Ruby Rose has been pretty solid. I think she's been very good. I'll yeah, give her, I'll give I, I gotta, we gotta give her some credit here. I think she's been kind of solid, and that's kind of sad because I feel like she's kind of carrying everyone else. Really? <laughs> Who else has had a great performance so far? It has. <laughs> it has not been Homegirl, the the Homegirl from the from the Crows. She's like uh, one of my least favorite characters Sophie, so Sophie. far. Sophie. Sophie has not had a good season. Yeah. I don't I mean, know what, honestly, what else she I, is. I don't think Ruby Rose has been fantastic. All right, so I, I think, she's, I think she's been okay. I think she's been okay. I mean, I kind of honestly when we I said I said solid. That was the word I. Used. I think she's been very good. Smart. I, I, Kendall I, yeah. said very good. Kendall said very good. I see. I think she's been okay. I mean, and I and I don't think it's her because I, I, you know, I don't know. I saw her in the second John Wick. I thought she was good. Um, you know, I I think she's talented. I I thought I think and I, again I don't think it's her. I think it's just. You know, and maybe it's this is how Kate Kane is. I'm gonna be fair. I don't know, you know, but I, I hold to what I said when I reviewed the premiere. All the expressions, everything is very muted. Yeah, very I told muted. you. I told you, Shamari, you it kind of it's kind of like you know Brie Larson. And how maybe she maybe Captain that's Marvel. how she is. Maybe well, that's Kate how Kate Kane, Kane is, is similar to uh, Carol Danvers in the idea that she is um, military trained, military family. Like, I kind of feel like I get it because that's kind of how Batwoman is, and I think it actually kind of helps Ruby. If you, like that, th- Ruby has unfortunately the reputation as someone saying that people will say, "Oh, you're just a talentless, pretty face." That's what she's been. That's the when she got this role. That's what people were saying, and she's had that role since she first appeared on our screens in Orange Is the New Black. I think for me. When you have that reputation, this, the bar I set for you immediately is very low. And I think now, had they done some goofy things with her that she had to work with? Yeah. Like, I think this running this running di- diary to Bruce, I'm not liking. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, it's just really annoying. I just it's feel, weird, yeah. I feel like, one, I, for someone who always kind of pumps her chest about how, you know, She's the new woman in charge, and I don't need like, Bruce. Oh, why do we don't, need a Batman? Don't tell me about what Batman did. Stop basplaining me. Was one of her, when she used one of the yeah, things. Like, what? like <laughs> it is weird that she then also like is always like, I don't know how you did it, Bruce. I can't live up to you, Bruce. It's like I don't need you to keep bringing bringing him into this with this running, like you know, audio diary or whatever you're doing. Like I, that aspect, I I have not liked or agreed or agreed with in terms of how they've written her and I, I just think it's awkward how for someone who isn't 
uh, that season as an actress. I think getting that to work is already going to be difficult, and I don't think Ruby's going to be able to want, be the one that's going to pull that out. So to me, every time I she does that, it just sounds like her reading from a book or a script every time. I feel like when she's more involved with like interpersonal reactions with the other people on the show, her uh, her chemistry with the guy that plays Luke Fox is really good. Yeah, I was saying, I thought he's been I thought he's been pretty good. Yeah, I think I I, I yeah. do I agree with you. Okay, I do like their carrying, chemistry. I was like, I mean, I thought he's been pretty good. I yeah. mean, I would argue he's maybe the only per- other person I would say is having a good season. Even though even though even with him, I'm kind of like, so what does he like do though? Like, does he do like I know he said he went to MIT, but what's he doing now? I feel like oh. all he does is help Batwoman. Right. Well, right. At least with well, Lucius Fox, he was R and D for Wayne Enterprises. Right, right, is that right. what he does? I assume he works for Wayne Enterprises. I feel like he may have said that. Okay. Because, I mean, the way I interpret it is, I mean, he worked with Batman. Like, Batman has been gone, but, like, he right. used to work with Batman. Because he said that he designed, yeah. helped design suits Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like he was a successor to Lucius Fox. Right. And, yeah. like, and in many ways, Luke Fox is does have that relationship with Bruce in the comics. Eventually, he becomes a hero himself. He becomes Batwing. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, they never show him interacting with anybody else, whether it be at the company or at... Wayne Enterprises are doing much of anything. So I'm like, what does he do? Um, they always show him in the cave, like always in the cave or in or in in Bruce's place in Wayne in in the penthouse. Right. Exactly. I'm like, does he go anywhere else? Does he do anything else? You know. So it's kind of funny how like Bruce is not has been gone for three years or however many years, and it's and like the idea I got was that he was only there to just safeguard the stuff, and he couldn't even do that. He right. basically told him, yo, don't let him come in here. <laughs> and, like, Kate just marches in there and just storms yeah. in. And, like, I'm now she's wearing the bat suit. I'm like, I feel like this is going terribly wrong for yep. Luke in terms of whatever his actual, uh, you know, assignment was that right. Bruce gave him. Did they, did they call that dude in the last episode the axe the executioner? Yeah, that's what his name. Yeah. He was executioner. That's crazy. Because when I first saw him, I just made that joke that he was that's, born. No, that's why I was. I said it again. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yo, he's executioner. That's funny. <laughs> uh, and, like, then I realized, like, yo, I think he might have actually been the executioner. If you watch great. Gotham, uh, uh, Michael Chiklis' character yes. is also the executioner in Gotham. This this show, man. Like, the thing about this show in terms of, like, Batman villains, like, I feel like, and just Batman, the Batman ethos, like, it's like your hipster Batman. It's, it's kind of like Beware the Batman, where like I feel like it's kind of your hipster Batman show, where like they're not gonna use, you know, Joker, Batman. Like they're gonna use. So that's a good your, point. Your, your, your Magpie. Yeah, like Magpie. No, was, Bat- Beware the yeah, Batman. Beware no. the Batman ca- character. You couldn't stand her that show, but you know it was just a weird, weird character to use. Like you know, Executioner, like just a random character. And to use. Hush. And obviously, Hush is a like, super hipster. Yeah, that's, 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 that's like the hipster. Your main villain, yeah. Yeah, the main hipster Batman villain is Hush. Without so, question. like, that's what this show is trying to do. It seems like, and maybe that's what you have to do. Uh, I think they didn't they confirm we're supposed to be getting Mister Freeze at some point, or Nora Freeze, or something like that, or they hinted at it. I don't know, but um, or maybe that was in like the the spinoff or whatever, or the backdoor pilot, or whatever. But regardless, I feel like. They're gonna have to at some point. I think tie this into some main Batman villains. Maybe they will, but I think they're building to that. I don't think you're gonna get that. Well, so that's so it go, that kind of goes back to the pacing. Um, 
I think that again they're gonna ratchet up the season more, but I think they gotta they want to give you a, a first arc of this of the story, and I think they're trying to move through it quickly so they can get some more of that other stuff. But they can't. They don't want to give you that on day one. I I don't know. I'd argue that it might not be the smartest idea. I feel like if you're doing any show that has a bat in it, as Gotham Show, you do have to give the people what they want. So I think you should lean a little bit harder onto those other villains, especially when you consider that Bruce has been gone gone all this time and none of the villains are like running rampant. Like to me, if Bruce is gone for three years, I would think that like these dudes are just posted up. Right. That, thinking, that's, that seems to be I'm the theme Bane's of this. got a spot. I'm thinking, you know, Penguin's right, got a spot. Arkham City all over again. has got a spot. Right, like, right. like it, 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 it seems, seems, Gotham seems too chill. It, it seems, seems like, like that's the theme good. of this series, which I'm kind of, mm-hmm. they, they really hammer it at home, is that, like, oh, and she, she did in her Batman monologue, you know, email messages or whatever. <laughs> kind of reminds me of, you know, Supergirl when she was sending the emails, the I am messages. I, I am in, uh, you know, Clark. Clark. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, Clark probably with it, the the fastest uh, message text yeah, messenger in his responder really, in the history of uh, of uh, correspondence. <laughs> but like, they're really hammering home the theme of like, you know, it's a typical Batman trope of like, you know, these villains are only here because I'm here. You know, I show up and now crime goes up. Like now you're getting all these wacky villains are coming back out and stuff, and it's like. All right, you know we get it. You know Batman brings out the crazies. You know it's it's the typical storyline. The thing is, though, I feel but like, that I feel like th- she hasn't. But I feel like she literally hasn't, though. Like that to me, that that notion, that notion of Batman, in some ways, makes sense because there are people who come out and be like, "Yo, I want Batman. I want smoke with right. Batman." Right, right. Like, like that has no one has yet. ever wanted smoke with Kate. She's only reacting Magpie to what's happening. Magpie was doing what she was doing. Really had nothing to do with Batman. <laughs> right. Executioner, what he had to do had nothing to do with Batwoman. Right. Even um even Homegirl, Alice, her initial thing was she wanted smoke with Batman. Yeah. She didn't even want anything to do with Magpie. I mean excuse me, with uh, with with Batman, geez, with Batwoman. And her smoke was with Batman and her father. The crows, yeah. So I don't so like to me, like even the her saying, like, oh, like now I have this responsibility that I brought onto myself, I'm like, I don't not really. You like you're deciding to act on it, but they not coming. You guys know my my my. What were you saying, Mark? No, I was gonna say. Does anybody know if this Alice? I mean, is this a Batwoman story? Because I'm not, not. I'm not a fan of this story. I've never read a Batwoman comic. To be fair, I've read Batman Detective comic because she's been involved, but I've never read a Batwoman comic, okay. so I have no idea. Because I'm I I don't know. Just in general, this whole thing. Yeah, she's like, a Batman. She's a Batwoman villain. Okay. I feel like you would you would have to, and she is your sister. I feel like yeah, I feel like you have to do this because okay, because I was like, why why is it? I was like, this is so this is like bizarrely personal, and like why would you start the show with this, with with this story where she's with this other guy and he's like crazy, and and like you know the father's like traumatized and it's like torturing him and I'm like this is a, it's just strange. I'm like why would they start with this? Right. This is not this is not something that's gonna draw me to this show. Yeah, no. and I'm and I'm like, like I want to like the show, but I'm just like this is not a story that. Well, I think they wanted. I think they really. I think they wanted <laughs> right. to give who the people who love Batwoman. I think they wanted to give the you an authentic. No, yeah, that's why. Batwoman that's why I was asking. Villain. I was like, is yeah. this like a, this is is this something where it's like if you like Batwoman, you'd be like, yo, they got to do this this story. Probably. That's I mean, like, that's that's, it, that's what I assume. That's what it looks. I mean, just you know, I mean, it's, it's her, you know. Dead sister 
coming back to life. So the season is probably a ma- major. Yeah. And also, yeah, because if it wasn't, I would be like, they should have like waited on this. Because this is so personal. This is so personal. This is clearly an arc which that is why, they want to tell. This show is going late speed. Yeah, I was like, why didn't they do this right. like, like either di- way later in the season or next season? Right. This season has something that would be more impactful then. Right. Instead of doing this, the very first arc is like, my dead sister came back to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's torturing my and dad. Like, it, but then I say it's, it's going like, slow what? because like then we have like the dad for like, feels like 15 episodes. It's not Alice. I mean, it's not Beth. Alice is and not Beth. says, Beth, one more time. I'm going to arrest you. It's like, <laughs> shut so, up. Like, what? And, and like, like, for me, it was just like, yo, th- like, she's obviously Beth. She's like, yo, she's obviously <laughs> so Beth. all the facts, like, you know she's it. playing the cello, and he's like, why are you doing that? It's like, it's like, like yo. How, does he, how do you know this? How do you know? It's just like, come on, man. Like, just And look, put maybe, two, two look, together. if denial, I get it, you know, it some denial. emotion about it, but it's like. For me, as a viewer, I'm like, they make it, they already reveal that it yeah, is her. Yeah, he ends up looking more like an idiot. Yeah. Right. Because, like, he's supposed to be, like, you know, like, a, a top-notch, yeah, like, top-notch agent. you know, law enforcement official. Right. And the idea that he can't put two and two together, that right. he never got a body and, uh, of his daughter, and this right. person is made it very clear that he is your daughter, and, and, she's you know, your daughter, and I almost, just like, I almost lost it when, it can't be, when, like, she was telling the story, and, like, they sh- when they showed the little girl, you know, call her, call him on the phone, I was like... You gotta be kidding me, man! Like he, like he, like just thought, like he just thought she was dead or something. Right. And then, like I, they showed, they showed then he showed up to the house. Up, and I was like, all right. Okay. I thought like he was like, oh, I, don't, I must have been wrong number or something. I was like, this, this yeah, yeah. I, I thought so too. I was, <laughs> I was like, what? I, 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 had, I must have had a bad dream. Or something. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yo, this mfr. Like now I see why. All right, so it made a little bit more sense by the end. Um, the the. You guys know the biggest pet peeve I've had with this show is the uh, the, 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 the the radio. The, yeah, the radio. The Rachel Maddow apparently. Maddow, no, shout radio. out to Rachel Maddow. No nah, man, like we, you know, we, we love <laughs> no, Rachel no shout out to Rachel Maddow. But we can't we can't have you know every you know every three scenes you know hey Gotham you know it looks like Batman's back. Yes. Talk yes, to me. Of, what, what does this mean? You know, it's, it's like, becoming a weird flex at this point. It'd be like Jessica Jones. Like they do the Trish talk thing that shows up. You know. Rare, it shows up every once in a while, yeah, like you know, when they had it in the Defenders and they would have Trish, they would throw that in there sometimes. Like it was once or twice, you know, like the first couple times they were doing it, it was pretty cool. But like now, like she's just she's just a that, narrator for the yeah. Series. To me, to me, I think I, I I like I think it's a nice touch. I think it, it makes sense, um, especially because Rachel has a background in radio. Right, she started in radio, so she delivers the radio lines in a believable manner and she delivers them in a very Rachel Maddow and way. that's probably why it's annoying because it sounds like a radio host I'm like but like th- I'm talking about Batwoman and Batman so that's what so that's where I'm about to get to <laughs> is, is, is I think that, I think I think it's been a little overkill looks like the Batwoman because yeah I think the problem <laughs> is the, here's the problem <laughs> I think there's no but here's the problem I think the show is having the show is a problem that Gotham the show never had Um, it had many problems but didn't have this problem I think it has had a problem with fully encapsulating the feeling and the soul of the city. I've seen people complaining that people that are like, yo, I'm from Chicago, and, like, Gotham is just Chicago. That's what it looks people like. People are like, that's yo, I see it, the Chicago skyline. Like, that's how it looks. I that's see the Chicago acts. flag in the background. I'm like, that's pretty bad. <laughs> like, to me, like, like to me, like, they haven't, they haven't done a good enough job of making this city feel truly like Gotham. And I think these Rachel Maddow... 
radio inserts are supposed to make us have a feel for what, how the city is feeling. But we shouldn't. That you shouldn't need that. Like to right. me, this right. should be an added bonus, something that you can add on. Like to me, for example, do the right thing. You had Samuel Jackson. It was Samuel Jackson, I believe, who was a radio host during the, during that whole day in Brooklyn, and he's narrating parts of the of the of the of the movie, and he's great, obviously. But like, you didn't need those scenes to feel what it was like to be in Bed Stuy on that day. Just being in Bed Stuy for the whole day in that whole movie, you understood what it was like to be in Bed Stuy, how everybody was feeling, what was going on, like. The vibe of the city, the, the 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 soul of the city, or the soul of the neighborhood, you felt that without Samuel Jackson's radio host inserts in it. This show has the, is trying to do that with Rachel Maddow, but has none of the actual soul of Gotham. You don't know how the people feel. You don't know how the the the, the vibe of the city. So when it, when you know Batwoman flops and she's I guess apparently caught on camera, you know, missing the Batarang. You don't see people saying, "Yo, this Batwoman's a fraud." Like you need that. Like you need that to feel the city because Gotham is a character in itself and I think that there's one big glaring weakness in this show so far I would argue is that is I feel like this Batwoman show could be put in Star City Central City Coast City it could have been any of the cities besides Gotham you wouldn't tell difference because they aren't really involving a lot of the Batman normal villains and there hasn't been anything about the city that they've the city's unrecognizable you know and part of that I think is on purpose because of the crows and their impact, but it's just hard when you're you're pushing Batman and Gotham so hard, and nothing about the show feels like Batman or Gotham. Greg Berlanti, he's going back to what he knows, man. And exactly. Like these, the like, it feels no different than Central City and Star City, and like, and those uh, cities have national cities. They don't really have much <laughs> of a Feel. personality, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, they're kind of supposed to be pretty generic. Yeah, but yeah. you can't do that with Gotham at all. To me, I'd argue Star City has a way more personality than got this Gotham. Right. Like, I, I mean, you feel Star City and you know, what it's like way more than what they've done with Gotham. So far. Well, that's and a, that's that one I figure out. More, I think, more at least because Arrow, the initial storyline had a lot to do with the politics of Star City. That is like, true. You know, the Glades and all that kind of stuff, and so you kind of had to know what Star City was about, like Starling City at the time, to like. That's fair. You know, understand it. This is such a more personal story. But do we think that this show has... Do, you, do we think that this show is on the rise? Do we think that it's trending it's downward? It's weird that there's like 15, I heard 17 the, more I heard, episodes. I heard, I heard the ratings kind of bombed after the first episode. Yeah, I, I've heard that. You know, some people, you know, are saying, oh, that's overblown. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not a television, you this know, show to me expert. so far. This show feels like a missed opportunity to me so far. And I think that I think they were in a rock and a hard place a little bit because I think they truly. They, I mean, I think they heard the arrow criticism of you know leaning on Rajah Ghoul for a whole season, leaning so much on Batman tropes and like doing a Batwoman show and not feeling like it's just doing Batman just with a different character. And they wanted to try to do something different and to do a true Batwoman villain. And I, they deserve some credit for that, I think, because it takes some guts. But I, I do feel like this show, they should have, to me, I think they should have came right for the juggler and started with, like, Penguin or Black Mask or something like that. Like, there's someone you could have used that did, was, you didn't have to use the Joker, you know? Like, there's, there's a lot of Batman villains you could have used that would have made sense, even for someone like Kate Kane to be dealing with. Like, I think, to me, Black Mask makes a lot of sense. 
uh, Penguin makes a lot of sense. Like, I think they should have grabbed somebody to grab the people's attention with characters that you recognize and the city that you recognize. Um, they didn't do that, and I think that's why they've had some, some difficulty. Uh, but let's wrap the show talking about uh, Titans real quick. Um, so I think we're starting to figure out some of night, some of how we're gonna get Nightwing. I mean, this last episode to me. Uh, was, also, by the way, speaking of Nightwing, they, there was a Bloodhaven reference in Batwoman. There was Bloodhaven reference. Yeah. Apparently, um, they, they were searching for Kate and yeah, or not Beth in uh, Beth in, Bloodhaven. in Bloodhaven, which was a nice reference. They also have referenced uh, Joker's real name. Yes, they did reference yeah, Jack Napier, which is uh, you know, Killing Joke Joker and uh, Jack Nicholson Joker. Yep, so that was cool, and uh, and we also now know he is locked away, so we're wondering where he is. He Could we get Mark Hamill as the Joker, live action? In this show? We're getting Kevin Conroy. Not in this show, but in the CW-verse in general. I don't Maybe know. he's in Crisis. Psh, that, would, that would be a, a twist. He's been in he's been in Arrow, or Flash, as you say. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. People talked about how he only did... Killing Joke because Kevin Conroy was in it. Mm. Yeah. So. That was a mistake. <laughs> I mean, just keep it 100. Keep uh, it about. Yep. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah. We what we what we got the first like kind of like taste of Nightwing a little bit in terms of where he gets that inspiration from. Um, in terms of like you know dealing with the the Mexican immigrants and uh, I, I I did I kind of did dig. That that story and that backstory and like, because to me it did initially feel very much like typical jail situation. But then when they kind of, kind of added the layers to his bunk mates and their struggle, I I, I like I enjoyed that part of it. I thought it, that was a nice touch. I feel like the the pacing of this episode made zero sense. I mean, Dick went from being, uh. He went from being in a in a, a airport beating up a bunch of security guards right, which is terrible to like episode, to being <laughs> locked up and in a prison. Meanwhile, like 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 what's the name is still calling him? Like yeah, Donna's calling him, Car Gar's calling him. And, like, he's been like locked up and in prison. I'm like I, I told that doesn't that. make any sense. Yeah, like there's like a, a court situation. Like yeah. he would have easily made bail. Like there's there's yeah. like a lot of logical stuff. Like, like, there's no way he would have been locked away in a prison that okay, quickly. Yeah, I told Shamar, I was like, how do they not know he's in prison? And that's the other thing. That like, would have been new. Like, to me, like, to me, you're calling his phone. Like, someone would have confiscated his, his like, stuff. Like, right. someone would have said, yo, you're calling his number. The man, homeboy's right. locked up. Like, you know, if he's not answering, you could easily Google Dick Grayson, and you'll probably see Dick Grayson arrested, you know, Fighting, dude, try to beat up. He's beating up cops in a in an airport. Like that's gonna be news. Like I, I don't know. But maybe they just not. Maybe they're not paying attention. Maybe they just didn't see it. Yeah, I know he Super pled. Gu- is- I know he pled guilty. But like, even like, you, you know how long it takes to get a court date? Like that's not easy though. <laughs> like there's a lot. Like there's a lot of stuff that went into that. Uh, went into that like. Um, true. Episode that did not make any sense. Because then we're supposed to believe that that plus. Because you could assume that, like, oh, well, maybe that took place over weeks. But, like, it couldn't Yeah, be. at first because I thought, oh, maybe this is taking Superboy over. and Beast Boy stuff is happening <laughs> very, like, in, like, the one next, day. The next day yeah, after yeah, Dick yeah. leaves, like, the whole Superboy stuff is going on. So, I don't... Yeah. It didn't make any sense. 
like I well, first of all, shout out Cheddar Bob. He was in this episode. No, really. Cheddar Bob was the uh, was the guard. Yes, you're right. I understand. Like his guy was familiar. I was like, oh yeah, Cheddar Bob from like, uh, <laughs> Eight Mile. So Cheddar Bob. I feel like this show has a bunch of like random people like show up every <laughs> yeah, now and then. Um, so we got to see Cheddar Bob, but yeah, this episode. Uh, I, I I didn't like this episode. I'll be keeping one hundred. Um, I feel like they were going in a, in a great direction, and this episode kind of got me a little bit out of it a little bit. Having Dick Grayson in prison. Why do we like? So what is his deal? Is he did he sentence did he sentence himself to this prison sentence because of what happened with yes. yeah. Jericho? Yes, which I hate yeah. those storylines, but. You have one in Arrow. You get one in Riverdale. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the I'm person that tired. I don't know why Berlanti's like keeps. Yeah, Berlanti loves that story. I don't know why like, he's putting these. Oh, guys you know, I I made a mistake. In prison. So I'm gonna turn myself in. He's or, guilty, and he thinks he belongs in prison. Right. So he's gonna be. I in also prison. feel like there's no way Bruce would allow Dick Grayson just throw himself in prison. I don't think so. And this in this universe sounds like he would. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know the way they've characterized him. I know. But th- that's just like not there. Not that around. just seems a level too far. They beat Batman. Yeah, that seems a level <laughs> too far for for even this Batman. I mean, so I, that didn't quite a lot. Of, none of that stuff really added up. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just felt like this episode. I, I felt like it was a wasted week. I feel like Titans has, has been has had my interest for like a good streak here, about maybe at least three or four episodes in a row where I've been invested. But taking Dick Grayson completely out of the fold, um, now Beast Boy and 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 uh, Super War back with Cadmus. What happened at the end? What? What happened? What happened at the uh, end? Um, uh, well, well, Mercy was making the case that perhaps she's going to help the Titans get back together. So I don't know what that means. But you know, she has you know she has a uh, you know, Gar you know. In a very comfortable cell, for lack of a better term. Right. He's playing video games and stuff. He's pretty nice. <laughs> Seems like a pretty nice setup, even though he is still locked away. And he said, the only thing I want is to be with the Titans. And she said, well, that's what you want, so let's get it to him. So, perhaps, you know, it, she, you know Lex Luthor and, and, and Cadmus will be behind getting Dick out of prison. And a lot of stuff that happens to get the team back together. It's it, just, there's only three more episodes. I know this. This 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 feels unfortunately like last season. Cause I told you, Shemar- it feels like they, they're not going anywhere. Like they were going in a specific direction, and it seems like they kind of, they, it almost like they settled the Deathstroke thing. Remember, I remember I kept saying like, all right, you know, like these flashback episodes and stuff, like it's, they're good, but like they're not telling me nothing. Like, what's the main story? But then I look it up and I'm like, all right, we got five, six more episodes. Like, we still have plenty of time, but. Now I'm look. I look up again. I'm like, still, still not going anywhere. But I was only three. Like these next episodes, better, better be a linear end to the season that ends at a clear point, and it's not like the whole Trigon mess and the Batman Bruce Wayne. I mean, to me, this, this, this is how. That's how it's gonna end. Yeah, I don't think they, there's no way they can finish this series, this season, in time, because we gotta handle Blackfire. Oh, Blackfire. That's a, that's the next season thing. Yeah, that's next season. That's nah, next we're season. not handling that this season. There's no way. That, if they try to do Blackfire in like three that'll episodes, be, that'll be a mess. How Who is, is the main villain of this season? It's got to be Deathstroke. It's definitely that guy be Deathstroke. Because he's not... He's, they haven't finished with him. Yeah, he's still, I, he's I, still chilling. He's like, yeah, he's still hanging out. 
But to me, he made it sound like he won. Yeah, he made it seem like my done. job is my job. So like, sound like we know we're getting Nightwing. Yeah, that doesn't right, mean the that they're not going to put on up. the costume. Doesn't mean they don't pull up on him. Mm. And say, I'm know. thinking they pull up on him. I'm thinking Nightwing and plus and company is going to pull up on. Because I kind of was thinking Cadmus might end up being the villain. That this may be a misdirect. Like we're done with Deathstroke at least oh, for this that would season. Be terrible. And I don't know how they even Deathstroke maybe comes back next season, and now that grudge match that Deathstroke said would happen if he put the Titans together will actually come to fruition. Yeah, the only problem with that though is you already kind of set up that grudge match because like the beginning of the season is him be literally being like, "What the Titans are back? Where's my sword and my and my machine guns?" Right, like, right, like, right. like, does it make sense to start the next season that same way? What the Titans are back? Where's my katana? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. How did Dick also have no idea Deathstroke was in the building when he walked into that house? Deathstroke's good, man. Yeah, Deathstroke. He's but Nightwing is trained by Batman. I feel like he should know everyone. Like he didn't hear like footsteps. He didn't hear nothing. He's like, you should. That way, you should go in there. All of a sudden, Deathstroke just posted up <laughs> in 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 his own chair. I'm like, you didn't know he was there at all. I don't know. That seemed a little weird to me. Yeah. I- that was not this episode, by the way. That was the last episode. But. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Superboy stuff's been all right. You know? I don't like how... I don't like the Superboy. I'm just going to say. I, like, I, 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 I was very much, like, on the fence the last time we talked about him on this show. I was like, he seems really, like, infantile in a way that I'm not really excited about. And now, yeah, I'm out of him. I'm out. I think this is too... He's too much of, like, infantile person. I I I I feel like Young Justice like had the perfect balance. Superboy would wanted to see. Hey, Superboy and Young Justice, he was like immature, but he was. I didn't feel like he and like you know he was like aggressive. But I this yeah this guy like he said infantile is the word, and it's just not. It's not. A, it may. I'm not saying that it's not completely. Uh, that's not like you know, like realistic or it's yeah, not like accurate. Yeah. That have been takes like this, but it just means it's just not the most fulfilling. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I mean, I haven't hated Superboy, but I agree. I would prefer a Superboy that wasn't like clearly emotionally and psychologically like a child. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see how you, I don't see how you don't prefer that Superboy. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to see where they're going with it, but you know. I mean, you just you prefer a Superboy that knows he's Superboy <laughs> and knows what they want to do with their lives. So I mean, I'm hoping they develop him at that as soon as possible. I was a, I thought this episode was okay. I mean, I try, I, I, I tend to like the prison episodes more than, than, other people, I guess. But mm-hmm. even so, I'm starting to get tired of them because mm-hmm. they all kind of fall under the same umbrella. Whereas you try to be the honorable person in prison. <laughs> You end up having to ally yourself with someone you don't see yourself allying yourself with. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the the warden is trying to warden is punish a, you is for being the good guy. Person. The warden or some guards. Warden or the guards are horrible people. You know, <laughs> you got to help someone escape or you're going to escape. It's always the same thing. Yeah, it's, so, it's always the same thing, man. So, I mean, you know, it's the same thing every single time. But, you know, I didn't hate the story that they told. And I, it's, I feel like, you know, there's clear hints that they're trying to have this be one of the influencers that leads Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing, so I'm excited about that. That's yeah, that, 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 I guess we get Nightwing in the finale, right? Uh, yeah, probably. 
that's 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 a shame. That hopefully, like you know, it won't be the last shot of the season. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> hopefully, I, I, haven't made any corn like that. Like, as long as we get him in the Nightwing costume, I mean, like, think actually, about when this show was actually actually handing out fades. I'm fine. When we were coming into this show, I thought we were getting him finale of the first season. To think that like we ain't getting him for we ain't get him for 26 episodes or whatever it's been. Like that's a very shock. bold. That's a very bold decision. It's very shocking. Like, yeah. but I mean, then we again, we didn't, we, we didn't expect Superboy, Jason Todd. This show, is you know, we didn't expect a lot of stuff from this yeah. show. Wonder Girl, Aqualad, uh, Jericho, Beast Boy. Well, I mean, new Beast Boy is gonna be. It. But we didn't expect a lot of stuff from the show. Yeah, you know, and they they Doom definitely took risks. I remember when they announced Doom Patrol. I was like, yo, this shows it shows it shows gonna be wild. What was weird was that they they like referenced the other call. Yeah, we I mean, right point. I saw he was in the preview. I'm like, okay, what what's going on? Then yeah, Mercy's like, all, yeah, we talked to Calder. And I'm like. Yeah, Dalton Niles? Yeah, yeah. Calling the fake Niles. Dalton? <laughs> calling the fake Niles. <laughs> like, they talk to the fake Niles? Yeah, I was like, so wait, is this the same universe or is it not the same universe? Because this, this Beast Boy is not the, with the Niles Kyle that we, that we know. So I was very confused by that. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I, 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 can, I think this has been a very pretty strong season two for Titans. Uh, this was one of my least favorite episodes. Um... We didn't talk about it, but the last episode uh, with the Dawn, I'm t- I'm done with the Dawn and and Hank Hank drama. Like I can't believe we're back at this like again. I'm like, yeah, get that spinoff show, man. This is, this is the word. How are we gonna spin off when they're not together? <laughs> Good question. I don't know, but maybe I don't know. That drama, I, I just I, I was not looking forward to, it, and somehow they infused it in this season. So that was another thing I wasn't crazy about. But I mean, there's still plenty of time of it. This episode, this season, to pick back up. Not plenty of time, but there's time for it to pick back up. I am worried. I am officially worried though that the season peaked with the Deathstroke the Jericho stuff. Story, yeah. The Jericho, yeah. I feel like that that maybe should have been like your season finale almost, or the season that was the season that was the, the pinnacle. And now everything we're getting is kind of just like them writing themselves to the end of the, under the line without really knowing where to go. So. Hopefully I'm wrong, but we have uh, time to see. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of New Generation Hero Talks. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, make sure you catch us on uh, YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod, on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook as well uh, at New Generation Media. Shamari is on Snapchat and uh, Instagram and to MCSham22. I'm on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart and Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys so much again for listening in. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Peace.